welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 109, which is In the Mood for Love from the year 2000, directed by Wong Kar Wai. This is actually a movie that we've had on our list for a long time. We just sort of never got around to doing it, uh, but super excited we're able to do it now. Uh, I would say that it's probably in the top three to top five most beautiful movies that we've done on this podcast, and we've done a lot of movies, as you guys are well aware, so uh, really excited to see see that. It is an absolutely gorgeous film. Uh, it is a, rom- a romantic film, obviously. Uh, it's also in Chinese, uh, and it's absolutely uh, gorgeous, gorgeous. So uh, highly recommend the movie, and also if you listen to the podcast and find out what we think about it. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, we have actually caught up with a bunch of podcasts, as you guys are probably aware. We did a bu- we did three of them in a week, so we are actually going to go ahead and do a watch party this Saturday, which will be January fourteenth at three p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, and we'd love for you to join us. We're thinking about doing Jurassic World Dominion, although we're not quite sure yet. Uh, it just became available on Prime, and we said, hey, why not? We can do that. Uh, but if you guys have suggestions for other ones uh, you'd like to do or, or have, we can either do it uh, this Saturday or the next time we do a watch party. Uh, please let us know. Don't forget to go onto our Discord. Uh, our Discord, if you're on our YouTube right now, our Discord is in the description file, uh, description below, uh, or you can just go to martinigiant.com to find our Discord link there. Uh, and and uh, go ahead and uh, let us know what you'd like to do. And if you are a member uh, or if a supporter of us on Patreon or on our Twitch, uh, you can get access to our uh, members-only uh, section, which is definitely an area where you are allowed to do lots of recommendations as well. So go ahead and join us there. Uh, okay, uh, I do want to say that obviously we have been doing a lot of videos. If you're still listening to us on our audio, that's totally fine. But if you'd like to watch us in videos, we've actually been doing other little short videos as well, which have been a lot of fun. Uh, highly recommend you go check those out. So just go to our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash at martini giant. Again, that's youtube.com slash at martini giant. Uh, and because we've been doing a bunch of shorts, we decided to also open a TikTok and we'd love to have you uh, follow us on TikTok as well. And that is tiktok.com slash at martini giant. Again, that is tiktok.com slash at martini giant. Uh, okay, that's all the announcements I have for now. Hope to see you guys on Saturday. But for now, enjoy In the Mood for Love. Yeah, I totally forgot the images today, but usually I'm on it, Chris. So you, can't- you are usually on it. I think you got down the rabbit hole of AI, which is totally... It is a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. Yep. Yep. It totally is. I was up so late last night, dude. Like two o'clock, like just checking out prompts, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great pretty thing. wild. It's wild business. Wild business." I'm gonna put I... this in for everybody in the chat. Somebody from my last job sent this to me. It's pretty cool. Jason, and... Jason knows I've been hard at work on Facebook trying to cool people down <laughs> about AI. <laughs> I, it's it's funny because what I, you know, it basically what it is on Facebook right now is. If you say, uh, unless your response is, this is horrible, if it's anything else than that, it can then, go wrong. And that you are going to be, you're going to come off as the uh, worst person. As the, as the Trump supporter of art. As a Trump supporter <laughs> of, uh, of, <laughs> that, of, I have, of, I have been, I've art. been, I've been called basically this. Uh, so yeah, like, uh, the thing is, like, I, I'm, uh, if anyone who is anti AI who is listening, like, I want to say that I am, 
I am very, very open and easygoing to to talk to you about this. And always please feel free to chat with me on our Discord. Yeah. Uh, or if you see me on Facebook. Um, like I'm I am not a fighter on this thing. I I I just I want us all to be on the same side because uh that's how we'll all be happy. Yes. And uh I think that we we can get there. It's it's just uh it's a difficult time. Upsetting all time. all I've tried to do is I've tried to raise questions to people for mm-hmm. them to explain things and is like you mean you're pro AI? And I was like, no, I just asked you a question. I didn't actually give you an answer. This is I just asked true. you a question. Right. Like about through. how, you know, what do you think of Andy Warhol? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or, right. you know, right, right. uh, what, what was the other one? It was like, it was like this, you know, this will take away our jobs. It's like, you know, when I was at Chaos, or not Chaos, at, at DD, and you had all these RenderMan TDs who were so pissed off at ray tracing because they didn't. They, we didn't need to write a million custom shaders. It's a, It's the nature of the game. And they're right. like, "But why would you need that?" And I'm like, "Because and it's like this will take. You know, right. I've I've trained for twenty years on no. how to write a shader in RenderMan. Well, and, okay. and, this, uh, and the thing okay. is, like, how about the guy who worked in the model shop over right. at uh, Tippett? Oh, <laughs> same yeah, exactly. Same right thing, dude. Well, because yeah. philosophically, well, the guy, or, the, or the color, or the color timers, the guy who color time film. Right. Uh, like this, this is what happened with them. I right. worked with all those um, optical yeah. guys when I worked at Title House from '99 to 2001. Uh, Mel and, and the people and the people that we've worked with who lasted through those changes, like still still work doing the same thing, just in a different way. Different yeah. way. Like and this the is ones like that like, didn't. I think I told a story. I saw one of the great Russian bat, uh, optical guys. I was at Whole Foods. He was doing the bagging. Mm. That happened. This is like if this is this is the thing. Oh, I think it's a great example because like later. the because this is the like it is a it is a philosophical thing that we have to face in in ourselves. Right? Is that if we treat AI in all on all fronts, especially like talking about all arts or whatever is going to be turned into AI, like if we treat it like it's a competitor, it is a competitor. If we treat it like it's a tool then we are in control of it. And when people say like, no, I'll never use AI. Well, I'm just like, well, then you're saying I'll never use paintbrushes or 3d tools. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question <laughs> like, for you. It's a tool. Everyone is, it. everyone is angry and they're pissed off and they're dropping art station because yes, right. of art stations response. Why? Why is it art stations fault? Because art station, uh, they're saying that they want art station to uh, tag their art saying that it's not – don't scrape this art for AI. Right? You, you have to, you have to the ask them to do You have to, to do opt that, in. You have to opt like, in instead of opt out. So now they're all pissed off. It's like this should be off by default. I don't want to have to go through all my work and have to opt all my work, right? right. So he, and they're also pissed off that it took him like two weeks to respond or whatever it is, sure. right? Art Station's like owned by Epic Games. Yeah, I know. Like this is – these companies are, you gonna are Epic Games. You're gonna these, be, after all of the all of those unreal, like joyfulness that you've been having, you're right. gonna ban Epic. Okay. Right. So like this is this is the like so like I think that I think we should take the concerns seriously on the face of them and sure. say like okay like this like absolutely take that like if they're ethical concerns like we really should try to adjust address them. You can't address it if you have no control over it. Like they don't, you, you yeah. have to, you have to go like, this is the way the train is going. So 
we have to be on the train. The only, and yeah, then have, we have to say, let's switch to this track. The only way to have control over it is to basically at least understand the questions and understand the technology Very true. and understand everything else. And, right. and you'd, it's not black and white. <laughs> I, yes. And the thing is, like, I, I think that people are not in the mode to – they're not emotionally in the mode to try to face that right now. Uh, yeah. and I understand that like people are super scared, super pissed off. I totally get all that 100%. I think that, uh, they're like, it brings yeah. up ethical concerns that are ab- effects. For well, yeah, but like, well, the thing scared. is like, they, they're scared about right, your job. Right. Like they, that the ethical concerns that they're bringing up about people ripping them off are absolutely real ethical concerns that have always been real ethical concerns throughout all of art history. Yeah. And but I just want to, we yeah. have. But we have not actually had to confront them ourselves until now. So right. yes, this is important to confront. I just I totally talking agree. about it. I've done work where people have ripped me off. I did a beautiful mm-hmm. nighttime neo noir of Tokyo with a guy on a motorcycle, and I did a drawing of that and art like ten years ago, and everyone's using it now. I look everywhere; sure. it's neo noir. I'm kidding, yeah. of course. Uh, but the point no, like, is, I, I, but I, like, I, I have done, I have worked on something. I co-created something that profoundly affected uh, the art style of many following things, competitors who have made money off of this thing that I yeah, never saw. I know. So, it like, sucks. this is this happens. But here's this what is true. I, I was doing it. Um, I'll put the link to the guy. He's a really good Mid Journey teacher, mm-hmm. and I'll put it in our chat for everybody if they want to learn. And the thing is, he's doing stuff where he's taking different levels of prompts and, uh, and um, you know, seeds, then taking those images into Photoshop and blending them together. Okay? And, and being so an artist I, with them. <laughs> yes, yes, like it's a tool. And so when I used to, you know, work in a commercial house on site, now I work mm-hmm. remote, it's like – the concept guys were just grabbing pictures of the Golden Gate Bridge. And no shit. So how different... people would scrape the web for shit and put it into their map paintings all the time for yeah, a so bazillion years. What is the difference? The guy's doing the same damn thing. It's right. a girl with it's, an it and... is right. So like the like the thing it's is called kit bashing. Right. For God's That's sake. right. And so so like to to take to take the concern seriously. Like I have an artist friend who's just like look at like here's. Uh, who said like here's a uh, here's a friend of mine who did this painting and here's something that someone sent to her to say fuck you i'm an artist too that are variations on her work and exactly her style okay and i was just like right so this person is a douchebag who is stealing her style i agree this is not something that was created by mid-journey out of a million it happened to do something exactly like her style and that's never been right it's like it's it, this is someone who fed her work specifically into mid-journey said bias towards this 100 percent, and replicate it that's copying that's ripping it off and that's that's what it is i agree like if i if i turn out something called hellboy that looks like hellboy <laughs> then yeah, I'm ripping off Hellboy. <laughs> that's what it is. But that's not what the machine does. That's what the person does with this machine. That's a totally different thing. Like I can do that in Photoshop. Are I can do that with Canvas. That, are you trying to tell me that guns don't kill people? People kill people. That this, yeah, like this is. So <laughs> here's here's the thing, right? Is that like I because I, someone said this to me, it's just like oh, so like it's like the you know uh you know it's like the gun argument, right? And I'm just like. No, because the purpose of a gun is to hurt people. That's what it's built to do. Like, that's what it's built to do. The purpose of an art tool is to make art. It's not to rip off artists. You can rip off artists with Photoshop. You shouldn't rip off artists with Photoshop. 
right? The responsibility is actually yours as an end user all the time. And that's been true since we've had scrapey bits on stone, right? And so like if you're using a tool and ripping someone off, you're a fucking ripoff artist. That's the case. And so like if you're using this tool and it spits out something that looks exactly like if I'm, if I use mid journey and it spits out something that looks like the Mona Lisa, right? Then I go, well, that's just the fucking Mona Lisa. I'm not going to use that. And I'm going to keep on iterating. If I, if it spits out something that looks like something that looks exactly like something that somebody did, I can instantly figure this out by using Google reverse image search which I do with my own paintings when I sell them. So I don't get fucking, uh, uh, sued. Like this is what I do with my art right. to I, make sure the two things. One is, uh, you're very heated. It's okay. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yes. I do. Hey. And I understand. <laughs> and the other one was yes. Blue. If you're heated, I'm fine with it. Just don't, no, don't get heated to the, get on the microphone. Cause no. you're, 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 you're clipping. Okay. Uh, but I understand this is a very hard argument. It is actually, to be honest, it's very hard to me to go onto social media now because it's just, this is the, the I, I remember people getting pissed off about NFTs. That yes. is a cakewalk compared, compared to, this. to this. Yeah, this is bad news. Well, like to, to sum up the core of the reason why I get heated is because what people like, I'm not, I'm not angry at people for saying there are ethical issues. I'm agreeing that there are ethical issues. I'm saying those that, ethical issues have been there for thousands of years. Yes, that <laughs> that first the the very first thing we have to recognize is that this is in our control and always has been and the moment we say it's not is the moment we lose control of it. And what they are generally arguing for is I will never use AI. Well, then you're letting go control of something that can really hurt your business and it might be impossible to say that because if you use photoshop and you run a gaussian blur or topaz studio you might be using ai without even knowing it you are yeah you are using you are, ai you already are yes yeah. like I, I have a friend and very i, I won't I, but call, that's not their problem they don't have a problem with any of those tools which is the irony of it well the friend, they have is them scraping why? their own scraping right. their like, work a, a, fr a friend of mine said i would know like i'm i i'm uh, I'm not an artist. I'm a, um, I'm a, uh, project manager. I would never use artists who use AI. I'm like, you already do. You already do. You already so do. here's another one that I thought, this is another good argument. This was like Mark Simonetti when I was in, in, in uh, at THU and his problem with AI was very interesting because Mark is a very well-known artist and he's got a lot of great work, but people use his name as a prompt, <laughs> sure, right? right? Absolutely. And it's shitty work. And yeah. so he says, the problem is, now, my name, my brand is getting degraded by AI art. That is a good argument. That's that because is, it's like, if you look, you look my, very look hard my, to prove, though. Yeah. Well, he, it, it, he says it is because it's like, if you look up Mark Simonetti, you get a picture of Lady Di and uh, yeah, the some queen shitty rip -off. Yeah. boxing in the ring right. in his style, and it right. looks terrible. So, like, trying to find ways, like, trying to find legal ways where he can sell his style... If you can, or if you can opt out of, or like whatever there's, like whatever it is, it's the, want the, to, the problem is like, style and subject are two different things, right? Sure, sure. So, so, so his style is one thing, but the subject is another thing. And if someone is doing his style, but in a subject that's shitty, right? Or then it's a different actually, problem. Or in a style, if his style, but something that's controversial or expresses yeah. hate. 
That's yeah, bad. Well, too. that was it. Was Absolutely. it was Lady Di and and Queen Elizabeth boxing in a ring? Right. I mean, this is like you you see like the Obey poster. Uh, uh like what's his name? A guy who did that, or he did the Obama. Um, yeah. Uh, the, right. the Obama design. Like you've seen the Obama design repurposed for all sorts of racist shit. Also, like this right. happens all the time. It's like this is not like none of this is a problem suddenly because of AI. It's because we have access to these tools and we can use them like this. But, so like. Like the fact that it, that AI makes it even faster and easier to uh, to do that kind of stuff is uh, is an issue, and I believe that this guy's saying like like this degrades my business and my value because my name is on this thing, right? Like if there's ways to uh, try to get control of that, then that's what we should be aiming for. But we can't get control of it if we don't use it. Like if you just say I'm not going to be using this technology, well. Everybody else is. And those people may not have any ethics problems. Like you need to embrace this thing and get control of it. And if like, if you're just like, Oh no, stop the train, stop the train. We got to talk about this. Train's not stopping. The train is not stopping. Like get on the train and tell them to switch the tracks. That's something you can do. What I also thought was interesting about Mark specifically is that one, he, he was upset about that, but at the same time, he was all doing all kinds of stuff looking into mid journey because he's like, I got to figure out how this stuff works. Understand yes. it. Even if he doesn't want to use it. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. That's his responsibility as an artist. Cause this is not something that is meant to compete with him. It's a tool that he's meant to use that's, if he wants to use it. That's what I'm doing. Yes. And like I said to Eric before this and Eric, because uh, like if, if you gave Eric Sheely an AI to uh, cr create art for a year Right. At the end of that year, I would be able to look at that art and say, that is an Eric Sheely style. That meets Myers. Meets Myers does exactly that. He right. trains it on his own art and his art yes. and his AI art looks like his art. Yes. Now we should, we should talk about our movie. We That's true. There is a movie at some point. That's right. We movie should talk show, about our show. movie. Uh, I do want to get to it. Um, I was actually thinking about it and, uh, possibly having you guys. Uh, both uh, on uh, CG Garage and talk about it there. That'd be I, fun. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I don't know how well it'd be. To, people might get I, very upset. I, I, th I think. I think what <laughs> I'm we worried should... about people getting really upset on CG Garage. On, Here, I don't on, care. <laughs> on, honestly, I think the best thing to do because, like, uh, like I like I said, I'm like I am 100 open to talking about the difficulties, right? Um, but I'm still pro. I'm pro a embracing AI because it will take over everything and we have to know how to use it like to be responsible for ourselves you are pro ai you are pro ai like if you're going to bring people onto cg garage you might want to have at least one voice that is anti-ai to make sure that it's not all of us agreeing together yeah yeah so and i'm not and i'm and again i'm not necessarily i don't disagree with what they have a problem with absolutely but i think it is naive to just say sue them Give me up that like you're not. It's like uh, the example is like that's it's like trying to take pee out of a pool. You're not going to do it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> you like, can try. You like, can uh, you can remove believe... the entire pool. Like I, there, there's a great there's a great uh 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 Rudy Rucker and one of the one of the, one of the, uh one of his wetware ones or whatever which one it was. Great but... novelist and your uncle. <laughs> he he had a thing where the planet they they had a the the uh the intelligence or the uh, machines got too smart 
And so they had the, the Asimov machines, which were like, they capped how smart they could be just because, yeah, right. because that was going to be a problem otherwise. Yeah, that's true, right? Because and so like, all the really smart robots lived on the moon and they had their own society, their own way of taking right. everything all else. All the there. dumb robots lived and here. The dumb robots, they, they called them the Asimovs. I the think Asimovs. That's, <laughs> that's they were hysterical. like, it was really that's hysterical. Yeah. Because like, no, it can't get too far, you know? Yeah. Like, dude. Uh, okay. But we, like, we were joking at the beginning of the podcast, like AI is going to take over podcasting soon. It will. It like, will. Yeah, it absolutely. It's already will. taken over websites. Yeah. And like this, this is, the this advertising is, agency is going to love this. Yes. Cause they can make so many advertisements. Like ima- imagine like and so custom yeah. ones just as for this you. is going to, <laughs> as this is going to consume everything that you love, imagine what you would do if, if you had to be an artist and not get paid for it, would you still be an artist is a, is a real question you should ask yourself because that's what's going to happen. That is well, what's going to happen ultimately for everybody. It's, 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 there are so many ways to think about like, like, you know, the cab drivers when Uber came around, you know, like, yeah. uh, uh, or Uber drivers when self-driving comes around. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and like, like, like or like, you're going to have, stuff. it's not going to be very long before we are reviewing on this podcast, a movie that was rendered written and completely made by an AI. Right. Like it's not, that's not yeah. very far off. Like that's, what's going to happen. And so the thing is that as that's coming to literally everything, not just arts, it's coming to everything. Rock drivers. It's going to change the economy into something we can't understand right now. That's right. right? Yeah. And so like, so like, I like, it's a, like, it's a good thing to start when you said, when, when we're like, you talk about universal basic income, like, that is the. This is what it's going oh, to have to be. Star Trek, yeah, <laughs> like Trek person. <laughs> like this is what it's going to have to be because all of the shit that we actually do to have an economy is going to be handled by machines. machines. Yeah, like that's it. Right. You will be doing art and sharing it with people and making movies and sharing those with people and enjoying them, and you're not going to be paid for it. You're just going to do it because you love it and you can do it and it's instantaneous. Right. Like, is that good enough for you? I hope so, because... Would that's... art exist if nobody had to work? If no one had to work, would you still be an artist? Yes, I guarantee. Really? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. My God, yes, that's all I do with my life. Like, this is what I love. I'm not going to stop making but something... But you're still be... reaching for a market. People don't do to... accounting as a hobby. <laughs> they Dude, do do is... art as a hobby. <laughs> like, this is the people, thing, Some right? people do accounting, love accounting. Sure. Like, this, but that, that, some people, I mean, people do math from, because they love math. Like, this, but like, this is like, there's, there's no invalid, per, you know, pursuit. Like, but if you want to be doing it because you want to be doing it, then you'll keep doing it. And when you talk about AI, like if AI makes it possible for me to make a movie with the press of a button, then I'm going to keep on pressing the button and feeding information about the movie that I want to see until it becomes the movie that I want to see. It's still me making the movie I want to see. Like the rat I mean, with the button and the no, yeah. Well, yeah, like, the thing is like here's the okay, last thing I have to say about AI is this. If you like if you gave uh Eric Sheely uh a computer with an AI program and Photoshop and everything else, but an AI program uh on it at the beginning of the day, and you picked some random dude out of Walmart and gave him the exact same computer with exactly the yep. same setup, right? At the end of the day, you would you'd say, Okay, guys turn over your single image that you feel most confident in, um, which do you think would have 
the better chance of making a beautiful, moving, complete work of art? Eric Sheely or the random dude in Walmart? Yes. Random dude in Walmart. Random dude in Walmart. Because <laughs> random, you don't know how, you know, random could be really good. Too. It's true. Random could be really good. It's true. But I will but tell, like, here's an example. More I than use. likely, <laughs> Eric Sheely is going to be the one with the taste to know what is good. And he will pick the thing, construct right. the thing, paint on top of the thing, feedback the thing until he comes out with an image that at the end of the day, I go, holy fuck, Eric, that's beautiful. What if the, and Walmart what if, guys can be like, it's a hot dog that looks like Cary Grant. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you know what will happen? Eric will be accused of cheating because he photoshopped on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they should do that with Yoko Ono. Oh, right, have sure. her make a film before she passes like somehow uh okay so so film. so let's get into oh. this movie yes yeah, a movie we've okay. already been we've already gone 24 minutes so normally i i uh this normally, is this has possessed us over the if it's possessed the internet first artists yeah, and we will we will probably break out into more ai talk as yes. well but but uh, okay so let's start with this Today I'm going to have you know when those in the in uh, in I think it's in Norway they started the uh, you sit in a sauna and then you run out and you jump through a hole in the ice to go swimming and yeah. you to experience the shock. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about in the mood for love and tonight I'm seeing Avatar two. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's so my we- kickoff. So wait, which one is the hot tub and which is the blast cold? <laughs> there are whatever exposed. Will you respond and tell us what I you can't. think when you get back? No, I'm looking. I can't wait to see this movie. I can't wait to see it. Are you, are, you seeing it you at, are you seeing it at a high frame rate? Uh, I think I'm seeing it at HFR. Um, yeah, I think I believe I am. I, I don't have the ticket in front of me, but I am very very excited to see I'm this movie. Scary, I have I'm been assuming or something like yes. that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so it's it's optimum um, presentation. Uh, the one I think it's in uh, not not Glendora. Uh, anyway, it's south, the Glendora. can't remember the town. It's it's south of Glendora. Anyway, that's that one, whatever that is. And uh, so a good theater, great sound, great picture, and uh, universally, everyone I know who have seen who has seen this. There are two reviews. The people that have that went in saying I thought Avatar one was okay. You know, it's not great, but it's okay. They love this movie. This movie, they're like, it's a hundred times better than the original. This is great. And the ones who hated Avatar hate this one twice as much. Ah, so, so, so whatever I'm, triggered them in one direction, it, exactly. it doubles up. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, the, uh, so in the, so let's just, uh, uh, put this out. we, uh, this was an Eric pick. We had, we were more specifically, we had a ton, we, we've had this massive list of things of movies that we think about doing that we sort of go around and discuss. And uh, about 30% of the time we actually pick from the list. Most of the other times we actually just end up coming up with some other random movie that we want to do. <laughs> uh, but this one was on, that was been on the list for a long time. And as I threw it, Eric, and I said, Eric, it's your pick. You, you tell me what you want to do. And so yeah, but that's t- like asking like an old guy in a nursing home. Do you want grape flavored or orange flavor? I just was like, sure. Yeah, it orange was pretty color. much. You're standing in front of the television. Move aside. Future reference, orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, so yes, so you you picked you picked orange uh, clearly, uh, and uh, it, it's it. I I have never I had never seen the, seen the movie until now. I've, I've heard of it. I've never seen it oh, until now. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's very good. I'm glad mm-hmm. we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That is its thing. I think that is its thing above everything. It is. It's stunning. It's yep. a stunning piece of Doyle, art. Boyle yeah. or Doyle. It's incredible. Yeah. The There's DP. two DPs. Yeah, Doyle is the Doyle is one of them and then the other one. And so he also did Hero? Mm-hmm. Yes, another beautiful film. And 2048, I think it is. 2046, yeah. 2046? Yeah. Also by Wong Kar Wai. Mm-hmm. Right. No. no. Beautiful. I have his box set here. Yeah. Tarantino um, did the forward. It's his whole box set. It's oh, yeah. Like, well, Tarantino is... Uh, uh, for whatever people feel about Tarantino, he is very much responsible for some of the greatest, for exposing some of the greatest right. Asian filmmakers to the United States audiences. Like he loves, he loves these guys work and he like chunking express, I think came out yeah. through rolling thunder. Yeah. He's uh, the reason why, he's the reason why we've seen these things and uh, why one car, why hit a pick over here, which is incredible because the guy's one of the best filmmakers of all time. Yes. <clears throat> I'm curious if you haven't seen it before, Chris. Yes. What you thought of it? Uh, I thought it was a, a fantastic. Um, I, I kind of knew I would like it. Obviously. <laughs> it's one of those uh, ones. It's I. I don't know if I've known anybody who watches this movie. Go, man. I guess so. <laughs> no, I could see people say that. I definitely That's, know people I who know. would say that yeah. because they. It's just slow. Sure. It's slow, and you know. Nothing happens, and there's some people who just want things to happen in movies. And, and in fact, like, that, this is a movie specifically where things do not happen. That things do not happen, right? Yes. Intentionally. Uh, and so, uh, but you know, to me, I was looking at it as a filmmaking experience as well, right? Like the how how he managed to shoot things in such tight spaces, and how he managed to express make that space feel tight but have so much inside the, the frame that could serve everything so there was so much that was going on and and, and the the beauty of it is is you know lighting etc her her freaking dresses are insane yeah i yeah. loved her dresses. 46 of them they had That's for crazy. different so scenes that she- so the production design in this film, it, it's, 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 it's its own movie. It's yeah. Its own. Her hair and makeup apparently took five hours every day. To yeah. Get, to get really? Yeah. This is Maggie Chung, by the way. If anyone is also a, fr- a fan of um, Irma Vep, uh, she is between these two movies. She's so pretty. She's like Such the, a great actress. Yeah. She is, she is up there with Ingrid Bergman for me. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is uh, Wong Kar Wai uh, said he was very influenced by Vertigo in making this movie, and you can see it in the color choices and the, and the production design. Yeah, super yeah. Like, beautiful it greens, is, reds. Every single, I gotta imagine that every single shot was so intentional. You know, uh, I'll tell you what, and it was, it was, it was. It was it had it was a lot of escargot, but it wasn't too much. It's just enough escargot. <laughs> <laughs> there was stuff. You know what it is, and I think there was something that kept it rich, right? Mm-hmm. Like they kept the story is is complex, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely complex, but they leave you so much room to emote mm-hmm. that 
the story is very it just kind of works you know what i mean well this is a great point because like i think that the me- the mechanism of the film in a sense is that you are doing the feeling for them right like yeah like the movie is like they're not the ones who are showing you the feeling like you are feeling this because you're like they created guys fucking go for it like come on and right. it's, isn't it's, it just it's, remains of the day but with yeah, just really good it's, food? It, I, I, yeah, exactly like I'm, I'm a huge fan of remains of the day as well i love remains of the day yeah brilliant brilliant movie and it creates the same feeling where you're just like it's this incredible ache uh that you have and he sustains through the entire film yeah. and uh and like you have this it's the kind of movie where uh like the the difference between this and remains of the day is that remains of the day uh i think crushes you with that ache i mean ultimately it's just it like does. it's like it it puts you in the meat grinder you know in the end of the movie um and in this i don't feel crushed by it like i just feel s- sorrowful like it, right. it's like this profound like not just a sadness but you're like could this have could this have ever worked? Like, is this the only way that this even comes close to happening? And it's, uh, and it's so beautiful that there's a, there's such a sweetness in the beauty of it not happening that, uh, it's, that it's an argument for itself. It's really, really profound. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very, very And you know what it is too? It's, there are a couple things that this time really stuck out to me is, Yes, obviously there are, she changed her outfits a lot, but it was a very smart choice to show the trans, uh, kind of the, how time, uh, you know, you played with time. It's based on the dresses. Yeah. So you never get confused because the space is so tight that you're like, oh, that's a new dress. You, and sometimes you're like, how did she afford that? But you know that he's traveling, her husband, mm-hmm. and um, it just, that helped with time. And I think what helped with the situation was is that the older generation was there every mm-hmm. night around them yep. playing traditional Marjan, Marjan yep. and just the way it is that they always were like kids being watched by their parents. Yeah, that's a good age. point. That's a really and, nice And answer. that was yep. like, that's kind of the impulse is not to do that. It's like, I got to stick with tradition. So we should, I suppose we should describe this to people. We should describe people where it is. So yeah. this 1962 Hong Kong. Is where it is, which is uh, important. Like this is they shot story. that where in Singapore? No. So apparently they had to shoot it somewhere else because the Chinese government did not want yeah, them to Singapore. do it without. No, I, I don't think they shot it in Singapore. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. But the uh, Chinese government didn't want to sh- to uh, have it permissions to do it without seeing a script. And apparently he works with no script. He just sort of goes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which is and the thing is like this does not talk. Is in Bangkok, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So like the like the because it's a it's a Hong Kong it's a Hong Kong set movie. It is very much about the Hong Kong China relationship. Like uh because the sixties is when the uh cultural revolution was happening and like the whole like the difference between Hong Kong and China like really became pronounced. And so like I th- many people read this movie as like this is actually a political movie about about that relationship. That's uh, the old people. Yeah, and so the uh, and but it, it does it in such a careful way that China didn't, you know, flip out about the content. 
Um, and uh, and it's and it's just a very caring movie. Like it it it's it's a very it's a very uh, uh, good hearted movie that sort of wants things to heal in some way, um, but doesn't know what the answer is. And uh, and so like setting it in um, setting it in the sixties creates a particular world. Like as you're as you guys are saying, like it's a very sort of like it's a very closely shot movie. All the frames are tight, you know, like it's all, it's kind of a cramped movie, but it doesn't feel like panicky or claustrophobic or anything like this. And they have this amazing sense of like, Eric, you're saying time and space in this film is so well detailed and the environment and the environment is so real. Uh, and you feel the pressure, like what you're saying with the, uh, the old folks playing Mahjong, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like, that you're feeling like you're the movie feels like it's a much bigger topic than it, than what you're seeing. So even if you're unaware of the politics of the movie, like it feels sort of Epic. The movie feels Epic, even though it's basically, well, I mentioned this film was shot for nothing. Yeah. It's like in five or six different rooms and uh, on the stairs in front of a noodle shop (laughs) (laughs) and a garden hose for the water coming down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's where you get, that's where they get you. Yeah. Uh, So, so, so basically it starts off in that area and it's right. You start right off in this narrow dingy hallway of an apartment, but it's dingy in a way that doesn't feel dirty, but just Mm -hmm. like old. Yeah. Old, yeah. right? And there was a little bit of a uh, Rosemary's Baby, uh, the Dakota yeah, feeling yeah, to yeah, it, yeah, you know. That's good. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, um, so the story really is: uh, the guy goes up the stairs to, and he's looking for. They're renting rooms from these apartments, so they're renting a room outside of an apartment, which is interesting, right? And so this woman walks out, who's the our heroine, right? She walks out and the guy says, Oh, I'm here for the room. It's like, Oh, we already rented it to that woman. To that woman who just left. Yeah. <laughs> who just left. He right. says, But you know, why don't you look next door? I hear that they may be renting a room too. Is it just for you? And he goes, No, it's for me and my wife. Right. So he goes and he rents a room from the people next door. Then there's a claustrophobic moving scene. They happen to both be moving in at the same time, which I thought was kind of an interesting. Thing, Cause that really makes it, that's when you feel crammed because they're trying to get all this furniture oh, and, 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 and all this, and all these objects are being loaded into the wrong rooms. Right. Like, no, 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 this isn't mine. That goes in the Mr. Right. You know, Mr. Chow's place and right. back and forth all, all the time. Yeah. And all their, their lives are being mixed up. Like it's like shuffling cards, you know, like right. automatically everything is on top of each other. So the people you meet are the people, who, the, the older people who are in the houses uh, and the two of them. Their spouses are not there. visible. That, yeah, well, you never see their faces. You never see you their never faces. See so you only either. see them from behind. Right. Or they're trapped. You hear their voices off screen. That's it. <laughs> Which is very interesting as right. well. Or on the phone. On the phone. Or on the phone, yeah. But they don't see their face. Never see and their they face. don't and sound they, like very interesting people. <laughs> no. And the only way that you recognize – one way that they help to make you recognize – his wife is she's got that curly hair flippy thing. Yeah, a little bob. Yeah. A little bob thing, yeah. right? Her husband was no one knows it's Kirk Douglas. It was Kirk yeah. Douglas. <laughs> he was, was he was filming Saturn three at the time. 
Yeah. yeah. And, uh, this maybe. film came out in 2000, by the way. Yeah, okay, Just so maybe that's that entry. And maybe, yes, it's true. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like, and so, like, and they keep on, like, these two characters keep on coming near each other or brushing by each other, or whatever it is, because, like, the matriarch of the building, right, essentially has everybody over for dinner and mahjong and all this constantly. stuff. Constantly. And so everybody is up in everybody's and she, business. She and she's always trying to get her to have dinner with them and hang out. Like very very hospitable. Yeah. And she always says, Oh nope, sorry, I gotta go to the airport. Oh nope, sorry, I gotta work. Oh I got very crying though. Yeah. Right. And very and like my husband's away, my husband's away, my husband's away. And yeah. and he and the other guy saying the same thing, oh my wife is away, she's you know, she's actually with her sick mother, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know. And right. so there's a lot of like uh what's gossip being traded around all the time by everybody. Yeah. But, but, uh, and by gossip, it's still unbelievably polite. Oh yeah. It's not very, like trashy very, and intrusive yeah, yeah. though. Like but it's all, very it's nosy. all very mixed up together. Right. Right. And so the, these two, even though they're, you, they see each other more and more in the beginning of the film, they're like, they're being very obviously like, they don't want to create a reason to talk. Like they don't want people to assume that anything is happening. Right. Right. And this is even before they get together. They're sort of like, they're super polite with each other and they're very removed and like, they don't try, they try not to put themselves in, in framings or in situations that would suggest that they'd want to be together. Right. Uh, I, I should couple notes though. Uh, uh, she, no, wait. Yes. So she is a secretary for a company. And she works as a secretary. Um, and her husband is always going to Tokyo on business. Yes. Right. Right. It's, it's some trading company kind of something. something, something right? Rather, right. And the thing about Tokyo in 1962, apparently, is that he brings back luxury goods or yes, well, rice cooker, rice or, cookers, yeah. this, you know, yeah, things right. like that. And they're like, oh, it's like, that's oh, my that's husband. It's amazing. Yeah. It. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. All these wonderful things. So her husband is obviously resourceful in that way that he brings things back to Hong Kong that this are right. special, right? Like, uh, I'm not even sure if what he's, what he's handbags also yeah. like, it's hand- like, it's such weird things. You're like, is, is he involved in something illegal? Like, is something like, there's, it there's seems something that way. Doesn't it? It's, I mean, it's never that. said, it's never said, but it's I just don't, like, I don't think that's the case. Like I don't think that was implied. Up in, yeah. Like there's some sort of like, he's involved in trade in some way. Right. And sure. Uh, and there's obviously a lot of bonuses to this trade. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I, I, you guys remember remember as well as I do. But when in the '80s or you know late '70s, early '80s, and you had a friend of yours who would go on a business trip to Japan, they'd always come back with a bunch of electronic knickknack gadgets. I mean, that was a thing, right? Remember those game and watch games? Those were like, he, course, he yeah. would import those from Japan. Exactly. Yeah. It was like all the yeah. weird, you know, special Casio watches with all those right. things on them. Yeah. So uh, this is what he's doing. I mean, like, and so people are basically asking like her to, to get him to bring stuff back. Right. You know, and, and it was, and it was luxury stuff like handbags right. and, and rice cookers. Obviously they were so excited about the rice cooker. The rice cooker. Yeah. It's great. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, but, sitting by it looking at it. Right, like, this is incredible. Which I can imagine yeah. in 1962 oh, in Hong Kong. I mean, the first time I saw a rice it's cooker, it was fucking yeah. amazing. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? That was insane. It's <laughs> right. not like the, but you're like, that's yeah. So like you never see these, you never see him. He right. has influence over what is happening. Like, he's a very present character, even though he's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same is true with um, 
uh, Tony Long's wife, where like she's just this, she's uh, just off the corner of the frame all the time, right? And what we come to slowly figure out. And there was a, sorry, there was a oh, fantastic yeah. scene, and they do this, they do, they do these slow motion shots all the time in the thing. Beautiful slow motion shots. But the shot is that they were all there, and their two spouses are there and they, one of them comes in, you see her from behind. She does a thing, another, uh, you know, there's this interchange between man and woman, man and woman. And you start to say, we hold on. And that's when you start to understand that maybe there is the, the blend between who is with who starts to it's a weird confusing. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you, uh, because the, the, it's just from behind that you see mm-hmm. them as they're moving in and out of frame when someone bringing a cigarette, holding their hands. And then you, and I, you're trying you know, to track it and it gets weird. It gets, it gets weird. weird. It gets right. weird. And then you start to, this becomes more important later when you realize that their two spouses may right. be having an affair with each other. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so you get the, like, you think that the movie is leading you towards like, they are having, they're going to embark on the repair. Like, dude, that's the sense you get from the movie. And then the first turn is, oh no, they're, they're spouses probably. And then it's, you're like, oh, like, uh, like you feel bad. You're like, oh man, like it's, and it's a weird, confusing bad because you're like, I hope these people hook up even though they're married. And then the other two hook up, and you're like, those assholes. <laughs> you're like, of course, I was rooting for the other guys. <laughs> right, right, right. right. So, uh, so anyway, it was very, it was very, uh, it sort of introduces this thing. Now, again, like I said, this movie is very slow, right? So it takes a long time before anything happens. Yeah. Before anything doesn't happen. <laughs> before anything doesn't happen, right? Exactly. So as you, as, uh, as they're doing their, uh, you know, this continue to be themselves and they barely, in the hallway, in the beginning, they're barely acknowledging each other's each presence other. at all. Right. And they're passing on the stairs because there's a noodle shop down at the bottom of the stairs. She doesn't right. even say hi at times. Yeah, she doesn't, doesn't even, even say, say hi. hi. Like, and you can feel this sort of tension of like they're like they obviously think each other are attractive. Like, and well, they're both like, very attractive. They're both incredibly attractive people, and uh, and so they pass mm-hmm. each other on the stairs, and you're like. Just fucking look at her. Just look at her. You he does look, look at her. He does look at her. And, you see him like go, and she and she he tries to say hello. He says hello and yeah. she doesn't even acknowledge him. Just, no, yeah, yeah, just, odd. yeah. And so like the movie really is great at like because it's so lush and close and tactile and like everything about it is so sort of physical all the time with its visuals that right. it creates this longing in you for the, for something to happen. Right. All the time. It's a love story without love. Yeah, it's just it's always they're in the mood for love. They're not. Yeah, but they're not showing. There. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's a weird kind of tension that builds into everybody that's watching it. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it's really it's really well. It gets there's some track. there's some stuff that I, like when I was first watching this and I was watching how it was going on. I was like, oh, I kind of know how this is going to go. It's you know it's really pretty, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like thinking that, and I was like, nope, I was wrong. Of course, and I'm always wrong, but uh, especially 
No, I'm not. I'm not always wrong. I'm often right when I watch just regular films. But when it's I not watch like you're always wrong. You're just never correct. Yeah, that's okay. Put it say it that way. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, if, if this but were a regular it, movie, it does, it'd be very predictable. Th- there was some twists in here in terms of how they interact with each other mm-hmm. that became fascinating and confusing, which I want to talk with you guys because obviously this is fresh for me. So, mm-hmm. sure. uh, so, um, so yeah. So it was uh, very interesting, but. Uh, when when is the moment that they start to actually interact with each other? Oh, they go, they go to a dinner. They go. They're suddenly going to dinner. They like suddenly they, go to dinner. They, they cut to this like I like. And he's like, I hope it's not strange that I'm asking you out, right? Right. And this scene starts because and then, they because she's always going out to the noodle shop, and right. and that was another really great yeah. remark. It's like she has the little little thermos that she puts the noodles in. That she mm-hmm. goes to the noodle shop. And the woman, the, 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 it's just, oh, I'm just going to get some noodles, right? That's what it was. Okay. Now I remember. I'm just going to get some noodles. Uh, and the, 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 the landlord, she says, she gets noodles dressed like that. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. Just like that. Okay. And right. he asked her, is like, oh, you know, it's like, I, uh, he, he asked her a question about, is it your husband home? And she goes, I don't like to cook for myself when I'm by myself or something like that. Right. And so that's when he sort of gets inspired to ask her out. They're both very Incidentally, lonely, clearly. Like what I, one of the things, if you've ever seen, ever seen the movie Tempopo, Tempopo yes. is also amazing. Like, uh, you to watch that. Tempopo is amazing, amazing. And you should see it immediately. It's also a criterion. Um, uh, in, uh, in Tempopo and in this, in Tempopo explicitly, uh, but in this, like the way they talk about food is very, eroticized sure and like uh that she's got this like and i i don't want to sound lewd but like that she's got this uh the canister of noodles becomes like an object of desire in the movie like yeah because well hold on especially when she's walking to get noodles right the shot of her because she's got an absolute sensual figure Right. Oh yeah, and they, they and the dresses that are. He very looks thick. fucking fantastic. He's right. handsome as you can possibly get. So and the thing about like her, her that you so so the way her dress is fitted, it's like yeah. pencil dress, right? It's yeah. just and so it's just, she's like a yeah. perfect hourglass, incredible. Look, I I, right? I I feel perfectly comfortable saying Maggie Chen is one of the most beautiful women yeah. that I've ever seen in film. Period. Right. And so she's got this incredible, perfect balance hips, right? Right. And then as she's walking down with her high heels yeah. to go get noodles. She's got a very slight sway to her yeah. in yeah. slow motion. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and sway, the noodles. Is, is, <laughs> that sway is emphasized by the, the noodle, noodle the noodle can <laughs> that is swinging true. next yes. to her hips yes. at the it same is, thing. Just it just gives you like this. The oh, presence of the noodles. Noodles. Presence of like the steamy sexuality that's being contained. Yeah. With therein. Big. Dumplings in there. Yeah, like <laughs> it sounds <laughs> dumb when you little, say it out loud. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's duck. <laughs> right. And when yes. she says, you know, like I, and she, when she says things like, "I don't like to cook for myself when I'm alone," uh-huh. like you're like, "This this girl better eat some noodles." Oh, it's all with you. Oh, it's. <laughs> 
She must really want some noodles. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to go there. You always go there. It's true. <laughs> this is what's happening in the movie. This is what he's consciously doing in the movie. Uh, and it's so because, because unlike when I say it out loud, it sounds oafish and ridiculous. He doesn't say it out loud. This is a, pa- this is a completely subtle passive experience that's happening for you, but you can't say that it isn't in there and it does layer into the tension that's building the film. Like the food is sexuality and it is part of a this growing is, erotic tension of the movie. This is like the scene from 40 old virgin. When it's like, do you like to do it yourself? This is like, this is like the, you, you remember my 2001 video. I'm just like, this is about a very an elong, an elongated spaceship trying to dock with a spinning port <laughs> and this ends up in a baby. I think this is what the movie is about. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, yep. But this okay. this is what's happening in this film. And it's like this movie is a steamy, uh, sexy, luscious experience where nothing like that happens right. on screen. So like the he's using every trick in the book to uh to to cue up these ideas in the audience's mind mm-hmm. uh, without the characters themselves physically expressing any of it. And that's why it's such an effective and powerful uh, sense of physical, you know, like emotional and physical longing is tremendous in this movie. Right. And it's extraordinarily well done. It's, I know it's not like you say it out loud. Like everyone has to well, like, we all g- giggle like we're fucking seventh graders in the back of the bus, but this is a real, I mean, these are real feelings and he's found, technical ways to 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 bring them up in the audience without them being explicit enough to feel awkward about right and it's and it's really brilliant okay so they decide not to have noodles by themselves but to have noodles together noodles together uh at which point there's a kind of interesting conversation that's face and again the con the, the dialogue in this thing is i mean i don't know i don't speak chinese i don't know how they speak in china right but uh what is interesting is that it's very flat dialogue. Yes. It seems to me, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the crazy buddy of his who's oh, hilarious. He's great, great character. He's the best. He's yeah. the Ping is character. his name? I think it's Ping, right? Yeah. yeah I love the way he's like, worked he needs there, to borrow money. He borrows money and says, let's go out to dinner because they spend so much money at a whorehouse. <laughs> I mean, this guy's like, I was like, he asked him for money because he spent too much at a whorehouse. And then as soon as he hands him the money, he's like, let's go to dinner. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> I got 30 bucks. <laughs> and that's actually another great tool because like that guy is the is the uh sort of sexually explicit oaf uh yeah who like well, he's they're so they are so reserved and they're so tightly wound like even mm-hmm. her dress is so tight right yeah this, yeah it's, it's like a chastity belt practice right, right and it's so tight and then this guy is like i don't know if i have problems i just go get go to the whorehouse <laughs> When I'm stressed, I go to the horror. <laughs> oh, but he I also tells audio. him that his wife's having an affair. Did I lose Dan's audio? What? No, yeah. it's back. Yeah, like, like, like that dude's like, oh, you're like, I, don't worry, I get it on credit. He's like, you get it on credit? What the fuck is going on? So, like, it's like, it, it, like that character serves. He's like Kramer. He's like Kramer. <laughs> he serves to introduce, like, direct sexuality as a topic. And also sort of like identify its lewdness in an embarrassing way. So you want to tamp it back down. You're like, don't fucking say that shit out loud, man. It's weird. But right. then, but it's now it's there. Like right. it's now you, now it's really pe- present in the film. 
you know and so they, they have this like lascivious fucking scummy jerk off and he's just like, and he shows up and does that and you're like oh god i'd never think about things like that especially that with maggie chung in that incredible dress <laughs> well i was gonna say like the way they all speak it's all very polite it seems very polite so it also was interesting and i don't know if this is true of in chinese in general but when they're asking questions it doesn't seem like they're asking questions it just seems like statements yes Right, right, right. Like the the context is a question, but the the actual sentence is not. Right. right. No, it's very so, true. Yeah. So, so I don't I don't know if asking a question in Chinese sounds like asking a question in English. Yeah, I don't but, know. I, 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 no. But to me, it was interesting. But the other guy, his his tone goes up and down and all over the yep. place. Completely different dialogue. Like yes. it sounds like he's speaking a different language. Completely, yep. you know. Right. And it was just. It was just he's yes he's definitely comedic and entertaining. That thirty dollars scene, Hyrek, you're absolutely right. oh, it's like, Jesus. so good. Well, I mean, he's like, used in the same way that uh, that Shakespeare <laughs> uses clown characters. Sure, you know, because like you you want to bring those emotions in so That's that awesome. you know the parameters of the emotion of the movie. Right. Because yeah. uh, if everybody in the movie is acting in this very very limited way, then it's sort of. Uh, that's the baseline and you're not like then you're then you're sort of sub, uh, subconsciously thinking i suppose this is a world in which no one can express emotions but here's this dude who comes in and goes sure you can you can actually act like this if you want to you know you can be completely right. loud and, and so you make sure to make you realize that the world that it's not the entire world that's this way it's yes. just these people yes. right? right so yeah which is a which is a very good point uh, Yorick, what's his name in this change? Yeah. In Hamlet, Yorick. No, yeah, there's, there's, it's a, uh, actually, it's a, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, uh, no, oh. go, go, Orson, Orson Welles plays him in Chimes at Midnight. Um, uh, yeah, he's the big fucking clowny oaf. And right. he says serious things that are very, very important. But if you said them out loud in any other character's voice, it would be too much. And so he comes in and is too much and then says things. Right. And it's a, it's like, like I really, what I, movies like this are fantastic in that it really makes you appreciate what, what makes a great filmmaker a great filmmaker is that the, like this is actually an extremely technical event that's happening. What this movie is incredibly crafted, like from the, from the ground. Oh, you up. can tell everything is so specifically done. Yeah. Like it, this is not like a loosey goosey event. Mm -hmm. He may be like, he may be, you know, changing it as he goes, not using a script, but this is locked down as to what it is saying. Like right. he's well, extremely five hours to do the hair and makeup. Yeah, like he it's, he knows exactly what's going film. on. Yeah. yeah, he's also very smart. And this is a, a, a you know obviously a trick that a lot of DPs do in this area, and it's not an uncommon trick, but they do it extremely well, especially in the tight spaces. Is to use mirrors as oh, ways yeah. of showing other places and other things that are yes. going on within the same frame, right? Yep. So, like, he shows her in this direction, and then she's looking off screen, but you see him as a mirror from the yes, off screen yes. back. You know, oh, God, such a, and I, mean, I know the, the shot you're talking about. It's one of the best shots. Yeah, the they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Well, and like, what's wonderful in that is like the that's the I believe the shot you're talking about is when he's sitting down to write, and the camera sort of. Dolly's over, or yeah. over, and then it includes a mirror of him writing, him writing while right. she's eating. Well, she's eating. eating, and yeah. it, it, like it literally becomes like you know, in a cartoon, a thought bubble. Yeah, like like because he's still doing his thing; he's not really paying attention. But you are seeing what she is feeling and thinking when looking at him. 
right. like it's in this sort of little little frame and and idolizing him in a way and it's it's just just insane the way these like and these are all like like i said they're all these are all technical feats that are yes. perfectly designed to hit very specific emotions and crank it up just a little bit in very certain ways yeah like, it's really insane really really insane yeah definitely just the right amount of escargot yeah yeah 100% <laughs> so like the 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 main mechanism of the center of the movie uh we should say is that they uh, instead of like they kick off an affair, right? What they no, start... no, no. Hold on, hold on, oh, hold yeah. on, hold on. Right. So they're in the restaurant, right? And at the restaurant, they have a conversation. He asks her where she got her purse, and then she says, I don't, "My husband finds them in different places." And then he says, "My oh, your wife has the same purse. Where does she get it?" And it's like she got it from someone. I don't know. And then. She asked about his tie. She goes, my wife gave it to me. Where did she get it? She got it from some person. She right. doesn't know who travels. And then it's like, my husband has the same tie. And then they start to realize like, okay. <laughs> what are they doing? So I didn't wanna, she says, I, have, I haven't said it out loud to anyone yet, but my, I think my husband is having an affair with your wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Right. That was so, I love the, how they unpeeled that onion in a way. Yeah. Like, it well, and it's, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just got excited to talk about it. Go ahead. Sorry. But that's the best part of the the, the film is the way they just sleuthed it together like that. And, was... oh, and the way the camera attacks it too, because it's like the camera will, like starts in darkness and then slides into a side shot of Tony Lung. The conversation continues. And then she's like, like they get closer to understanding it or closer to saying it out loud and they talk and talk. And then she's like, what exactly are you saying? Right. And the camera resets and goes Wimp, and comes out again, only right. faster. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's many, there's many sequences where the scene sort of resets itself and they, yeah. and they go a little deeper. Right. But like the idea that they, that they enter into is essentially they are role playing each other's spouses. Right. And that they are. This is this was the stranger part to this. Yes. Right. So they do. They do this in a very weird way because I can't quite figure out what they're trying to do. Right. It, yes. t- it takes a minute to figure out what's happening. Right. 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 So at first I'm doing like, are they going through a scene twice where this is what right. I wish happened? Right. Or, uh, and then they do it again where this is what actually happened. Right, right. Kind of like what I'm just, just to use another example. I remember in High Fidelity when he keeps imagining beating the guy up and they just That's do right. that scene three or He's four like, times until he beats him up completely. But what he actually did was nothing. Tim Robbins uh, is so good. <laughs> I'm in anger management. Let me handle this. <laughs> another Chili smoking faggot. <laughs> so good. So he's good. got the ponytail like Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. Uh, God. But yeah, so you're like you, the first thing you assume is like because they they literally play through a scene where the the dialogue is sort of weird. You're like the context of the dialogue is sort of strange, yeah, and she gets upset at him, right? And, and then, then they seem to do it again. They do the scene again, and it's slightly different. And you're and and that's that's so that makes sense. Like you're just like okay, so this is what actually happened, right? right. But what what they're really doing is they're redoing the scene themselves. Like it's this it's the, it's a meta event almost. Yeah, like they're they're redirecting the scene. They're like, right. how do you think this happened? 
when but they what's met. interesting is they seem to want to um they seem to want to make sure that they uh they see each other with they have that that another dining scene that's very important mm-hmm. right yep um and uh the, the in the dining scene what they do is they uh she's eating and he and they and he's forcing her to be his wife <laughs> right so he makes he puts hot sauce on her plate and he says yep. my wife likes hot sauce right and so they're role playing each other's mouths, and I'm just like, okay, why are they role playing? It's like, I want you to be. Hold on, just a second, just a second, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, when they got into that right. argument, into the when they were at dinner, I think for the third time, and they had that argument where she said, you know, AI is essentially taking away <laughs> creative director's jobs, and he's right. like, no, we're going to be artists in the future. World. Right. That was a tense moment. That's true. It's still unresolved today. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, so, uh, so she, uh, she says he wants her to be his wife. And it's almost as if, if she is my wife, then it's okay for me to be with her. Yes, absolutely. And then he does, she does, it makes him like, he's like, my husband would say it this way. And my husband would order this. My like, husband would order this, like, right? We, yeah, like they. So they, they're like, what, what, what would you, what, uh, what would you order? Uh, like, what would you order versus what would my husband would order, and what your wife would order? I'll order what your wife will order, right? And then we will, we'll role play this out, right? And that's what happens. This is like this is the the centerpiece of the movie is like their relationship is essentially a role role playing event. Right. right. But I couldn't quite figure out, are they doing it because they want something to happen? Or is it courtship? Is it courtship? Well, right. It's, well, is it's, it courtship or is it, it because also she does do another role play where she confronts her husband mm-hmm. and it it seems like she's actually confronting her husband and then yeah. it turns around and it's him. It's him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Where she's like, tell me, have you, be honest with me, are you having an affair? And he's like, no, no, you're crazy. And it goes through this whole thing. Yes. And then finally says, yes, I'm having a parent. She slaps him and then like, nope, reset. That wasn't right. You know, yep. like, and they do the whole thing over again. They, but now her emotions are very different. Yeah. And it's and like, this is the one, like, this is the, like, this is where the movie is like, like no, no other movie of its kind. Because they are both trying to understand why the, their actual spouses uh, did this. left or did this. Right. Right. Uh, and by doing it, they are also. Do you think? So I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, like that, they they're you, also experiencing that connection, that same connection. But do you think because what they they're very secretive it and and worried that the elders will judge them, mm-hmm. and it's just that it's almost like tradition. Um. You know, they're afraid because of tradition to expose it, talk about it. So they, in private, are just kind of going over everything that's in their mind about it because they're around this kind of traditional Chinese group. Yeah, like, yeah, because this, this gives them a sort of a, a, a space that they can try to understand what has happened to them as well as explore what they are feeling that they feel like we get, like it's, it's like the, they're kind of getting away with it in some way, emotionally, you know, like they, they, but if, as long as they're doing this, then they're not really cheating, right? They're trying to figure out what their, their spouses cheated. 
but they in are fact, lonely, they are, lonely, lonely. Yeah, lonely. but in fact, they are falling in love with each other. And right. the, the 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 beautiful part about it is because they are role playing their spouses, they don't actually know the other at all. Like, so they're falling in love with someone without fully being able to understand that other person really. Well, th- but they do have. They they both have a passion for martial art books. The right? martial arts, yes, because he is. This is what he's writing, right? Right. So it's it, martial art books seems to be like a kind of a pulp fiction type book thing, right? right? And so he he is he works for the press. He's a he's a journalist or something like that, right? I think. And so he's always wanted to write martial arts books. She loves martial arts books, and so and the two. This is the centerpiece of their of their real reality. Their their real, real there's two things that bring them together that they mm-hmm. love: food, noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love those noodles, man. Love those noodles. Who doesn't like a nice steaming can of noodles? <laughs> and 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 martial yes. arts books, right? And so then, when they're actually happy together, like that scene, he is writing the martial arts book. Yes. And she's Which is eating another noodles. physical event, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, he's just like, and the two of them are happy and smiling. Yes, she's they're eating, not role playing each other. They're, they're yeah. being themselves. In this that isn't moment. a sex scene. He's just writing about physically grappling with someone and she's <laughs> sensually experiencing this delicious meal. <laughs> yeah. I should note that there is. There is not even any kissing in this. There's movie. no kissing in the movie. There's nothing, nothing. There's <laughs> nothing. no nudity, nothing. nothing. Zero, zero. There's crying and there's some hugging. And yes. that's about as much as you that's get. And believe me, that is fucking steamy by the time you get there. That's Oof. the brilliance of the movie. Caliente. <laughs> that is the brilliance of this movie. It yeah. puts you in this fucking emotional uh vice and tightens the vice uh, it also just really brings down their loneliness and their disappointment mm-hmm. like i can't believe this is happening right like yep. her her life is a disappointment in a lot of yes. ways she's very upset about it yep. um and so that's something that comes up you know quite a bit um and it's sad you know and then he he seems to he she pushes him away more than he, he he pursues her more than she yes, accepts true. Him, yeah. right? And so that becomes a big part of it because in the end, he's the one who sort of says, I'm in love with you, but you're never going to leave your husband. <laughs> right. Right. Which is the big, a big thing that happens. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of this, these, these back and forth moments that the, 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 the exchange that they have uh, is amazing. Now there is a long scene in there where she's trapped in his room <laughs> which Mm. is it and so he is always like considerate of her and she's super cautious as you mentioned eric about the elder people finding out that they're together right she get when they're in a cab together she makes him get out early so that it doesn't look like they arrived together right and then uh, uh there was another thing that they did uh oh uh she's trapped in the rain he goes to get her an umbrella to walk her back it's like we can't walk back together and it's yeah, like well right. why don't you take the umbrella it's like then they'll know it's your umbrella where did i get it i'll just wait here it's just very she is super cautious about it yep. and it's very like you know this is like hers like oh i want to be with you but you know there's all these conditions that are making it very challenging right for me to be with you right uh in in uh in uh 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 
in attachment theory, it's called avoidant, <laughs> right? <laughs> so she's very much in the avoidant camp, right? She wants yeah. all these things, but no, right? So uh, it's very, very sad. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And it adds very to the ache. Sad. It's, it's, it's all the about ache. the ache. The loneliness. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then at one point, he they are together in his room eating noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, writing a fucking... Karate book. Karate, karate book. <laughs> it's like in, in Barton but, Fink when the, when the, uh, in Barton Fink when the, but the, the investigators are like, did you guys have some sort of sick sex thing? And Barton's like, what? We were men. We wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. That's such a great movie. Uh, so he, uh, uh, where, where was I? All right. So, so, but the neighbors, like obviously they were the the neighbors were out or the 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 peep the, the the older people are out. They came back early because the guy, one of the guys, got really drunk at dinner and they had to they come to home. Carry him out. Carry him out, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, embarrassing! Oh, that's so embarrassing!" Another and thing like, that sets the level of like, like, don't embarrass yourself. Oh my god, look at this guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, and he's he's obviously just. Totally shit faced, which yep. is hilarious. Drunk well. halfway through dinner. Yep. How right. embarrassing. Right. And then so... wait till the end of the dinner to be drunk, <laughs> <laughs> like a normal person. Like a normal person. <laughs> and so, uh, so then she's they're trapped, and he's like, "Oh, you know, he can get out of the room, but she's got to stay in there." And he's like, "How do I get out of this?" And then they're like, "Oh, don't worry, they'll be gone." And then suddenly he's like, "No, they're going to start a mahjong game." And they're like, "It was like." Oh, they'll be playing mahjong all night. You know, they'll like, like, like no, until no, no, morning. Just, yeah. So just a couple of, they'll just do eight games or whatever, eight rounds. Oh, shit. Was like, <laughs> and so they're like, nope, they're playing mahjong the whole time. And <laughs> I look uh, in the morning, like they're not actually done. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh no, it's still going on, but he has to go to work. <laughs> like, <"Good> God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's the problem. So she's still trapped in there, but then finally they find a way to get her out. Uh, and there's a very interesting, like they're, they're, they're falling asleep in the room, but you know, he's in the chair, she's in the bed kind of situation. Uh, very, very amazing shots of that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like, it's all this tension. And then finally she leaves. It's also very tight. Very like tight. Dan was talking about earlier. It's just like uncomfortable. Like he's just squeezed like you're in an airplane bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then she, she does, uh, she finally leaves. And then she, when she gets to the other, to the other apartment, which is right next door, they're like, Oh, it's like, you were out. I didn't hear you come in. It's like, Oh, I went to have breakfast with my mother. So there's all these lies, right? She's constantly covering up, uh, what's going on. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was very, very, very interesting. All right. So where, where, where does this lead us from here? All right. Yeah. So whatever, like, what's the next uh, plot point was? I'll have to dig this up. Uh, good thing. Hang on, because like at some point, like we're gonna jump into the future. Essentially, like it comes to a it oh comes right, right, to right, a, right, right, right. Uh, but that's when like, he goes to, that's when he goes to Singapore. Hold on a second, I'll be right, right. back. You, you guys look it up. I'll be right back. Yep. Sorry, I lost that. I'll he go, does I'll go to Singapore though. Yeah, because that's that's the the next big. Th oh, thank you very much. This food just came in. Thank you. Um. Yeah, because like the movie, um, you know, kind of like it, it builds to a point where like, oh, yeah, like it builds to it's the it's the uh, the hotel room, right? 
And where yes, we no, he yeah. gets a room to write. Yes, right. So it's, he gets the room to write in, right? And so, like, this, so it essentially builds up to this moment where, like, it doesn't tell the audience whether or not something happened. You know, like, it's, uh, like, the, the, the tension of it is, like, it comes to this point where you're like, ah, oh, we built it up, we built it up, we built it up. And then it, it backs away enough from telling the story to go, wait, did that, did that go off or what happened? Right. Mm-hmm. And they, and they leave it alone. Uh, I was just saying that they, that it builds, it essentially builds up to this idea of like, did, did they, did they sleep together or not is the question. Like there's that, there. Are you right, talking about the hotel scene? The hotel scene. Right. Yeah. And like it, cause well, it, it, she seems to go up the stairs, down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, in there. Right. So but then she knocks the, the door. Mm-hmm. But then she stops in the hallway. Yes. And it's because it, because her, her heel comes up and you're like, That's right. wait, what does that mean? <laughs> what is that the turnaround? What happens? Right. And so like, it leaves this very, very unclear moment for the audience. Right. And, uh, before moving on with them last third of the movie and uh and because like essentially to to wrap to wrap it up like nothing can happen between them as long as they're in this apartment complex together like that is the that's the fact of it but it's like a vampire in a church yeah exactly (laughs) this is not going to work out Mm -hmm. um that said the movie now is going to move into a phase of torturing you anyway (laughs) <laughs> right by saying now let's look at the, all the times where they could have hooked up after this <laughs> right and failed to do so right 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 uh, why is that why is her why is she not what is she clinging on to a successful I, husband yes. with his purses Yes. That he brings back from Japan. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I think like, it absolutely. She, look at all those dresses. She's so always two to nines. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they may be, that's what she's holding on to. Right. It doesn't like, say it, very much about her. Well, no, yeah, it, it doesn't. It, like, it's, well, it, like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything bad either. I think it's saying like, there's like, she has a life. And the thing is that she doesn't really know Tony Lung. She doesn't really know him. You know, like this is a moment in time. And a thing that maybe almost kind of happened, but like, what's she supposed to do? Just like fucking drop everything? Like, that's the question the movie's trying to prompt. My especially answer is if, yes. Especially if, you're a Chinese, <laughs> especially if you're a Chinese woman in 1962, it's much more challenging to yeah. leave your successful husband. Yeah. I mean, like, this is, this is a real, like, like, it's a, it's a, I think it's a perfectly valid argument to say, like, like, that is a, it's a big fucking ask. It's not like the husband is represented as some like hideous douchebag. Like, yes, he cheated on her for sure, but also she at least came very close to cheating on him. You know, she's living an empty life, which, but she's going to leave that, go leave all this to go be with a guy that she sort of fantasized about as her husband anyway. You know, like that's, that's what I think she'd be thinking, you know, like this is not, it's not worth it. It's a moment, you know, and we'll never ever, we'll never actually have that. And so like, I don't agree with her. Like, I think they should be together. I think she should take the leap. Um, but, uh, but it's a perfectly reasonable thing to, to have not done. It's just a very painful thing to have not done because like they see what they, so they see each other in, uh, Singapore, right. 
and no, they, they don't. Oh no, I'm sorry, they miss <laughs> each other. She yes, doesn't go. And yeah. then and then no. and the and the apartment scene when he goes back to see like uh, he goes and he's just like so what's where the like where the couple go and look it's all the the history of what happened to the apartment afterwards, right? And and uh, they're like oh yeah no she's uh no the the woman living down there is living with her son blah 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 and you're like wait <laughs> like he thinks he's lost everything he thinks there's no chance and of course there was a chance right there but he doesn't exploit this, this is the way of the movie it's it's meant to beat the shit out of you right <laughs> so essentially there's a couple things that happen one is the guy the guy who uh, who goes to see all the the prostitutes ends up leaving to go to singapore to do something there right and so he has to go to Singapore as well. He, or he has an opportunity to go to Singapore. Right. His, he has obviously had a falling out with his, him and his, his actual wife, problematic, didn't work out. They're right. fighting. She's Sorry. staying with his mother or her mother or whatever. So right. that's the whole thing, right? So that's happening. She's still pretending that there's something going on with her husband and, and she doesn't confront her husband. In fact, that's probably what it is, right? She tries to confront her husband about cheating and she just can't. She doesn't do it. Yeah, exactly. She can't. That's the whole, now I understand that scene better. She just doesn't want to do it. She's, she's sad by the fact that she, like, this is something she doesn't have the, I think she doesn't have the courage to do it. And that's what makes her sad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so. so it's really, really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, and she's so, a tragic character. She's an absolutely. She's tragic. definitely a tragic. Well, they're both tragic characters right. for sure. It's a very Romeo and Juliet situation. There's a meekness about him too that is so frustrating. Right. Like, she, like he just won't. Like it reminded me of Remains of the Day. Yep. It just, it just not. I mean, the ending scene of Remains of the Day when she's oh, like on the trolley, or on the trolley, and waving, and you're just like. <laughs> Oh my God. Just like, this is the moment you need to run, run after that trolley. This is the moment you do that in any other good American film. This is what happens, but it's not a really sad. Yeah. There's a trolley and there's people on the trolley. Now you just change tracks or do you know what's the philosophy? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Kill them all. (laughs) Kill them all. (laughs) By the way, did you guys see that Trump is selling a whole bunch of NFTs? (laughs) No. Yes. As superhero what? characters. So brilliant. Yes. No. So beautiful. <laughs> yes. Heyman, like, you know, like a cowboy outfit on the, uh, like throwing a football that says 45 on it. That's so There's pathetic. Some, yeah. He's like, tra- like Trump trading cards. This is the big announcement he made the other day. Trump trade. And I like, at this point, I start to wonder, like, He's are insane. they, yeah, like, is this part of the play? Because they know they can't resell him they just need like okay let's we gotta package him as ridiculously as possible so we can switch over to the other fruit loop as soon as, as, soon as we can no 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 i just think i honestly think he's just like people are like uh, he, he's, he's losing sure. money left and right so it's like how else can we make money how about mm-hmm. trading cards <laughs> That's right sir and the people find him <laughs> dude <laughs> like what else would love to be said? We go into the mind of the person that buys a Trump trading NFT. Unbelievable. We should have our own trading card. Yeah, but that would be fine because it's hilarious and stupid and goofy. Yeah, because we're the president of the fucking United States. He's a president. <laughs> exactly. He isn't. He was. <laughs> he was. Unbelievable. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yes. And uh, 
I was, I just watched the CNN interview with, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi at a, ironically, <laughs> at a Chinese noodle shop in DC having an interview with CNN. Uh, they were eating Peking duck and dump and eating dumplings, hot steamy dumplings. Mm-hmm. But Nancy, Nancy and Chuck were pretty hilarious talking to each other. And at one point she says, one of the reporters says, you think that, you know, there's something wrong with Trump, that there's a problem with him. So the reporter, she, he goes, I, I think he, there's definitely something. He's not all right in the head and I feel really bad for him. And I think the family needs to have some kind of an intervention. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. Yes. Nancy just right outside is like, yeah. you can't say those ton of things as a sane person. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it's insane. Like, it's not, yeah. nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, Bill, I look forward to having all these stupid debates again over DeSantis. Like, uh, yeah. it's going to be the same thing. Second verse, same as the first. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the, what's the, um, uh, uh, what am I, what am I thinking of? Meet the old boss, same as a new boss, or new boss, same as the old boss. What's that yeah, song? Meet the, 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 who. the who. Yeah. The who. Bob O'Reilly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Meet, same as the old The boss. new Trump, same as the old Trump. Yep. Meet the new uh, boss, same as the old boss. Okay. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. In any case, <laughs> the, the noodles. The movie uh, crushes just, your soul. Crushes your soul. <laughs> so, uh, so, so he ends up telling her he wants to go to Singapore and he realizes that she'll never be with him. Yes. Just because she'll never leave her husband. Yeah. So he goes to Singapore and it's a crushingly sad scene. Very sad. And says, and then there's some kind of exchange, and this is confusing. So you'll have to figure out. Maybe you know, it was lost in translation or something. But I think he tells her he has an extra ticket if she wants to come with him, right, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Yep. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then the next scene is in Singapore, and he goes to his apartment or no, or his room, I guess. There was renting rooms. There was living somewhere else. And he goes, "Where have you been to my?" Have you been to my room? Something's missing. Yeah, that confused me, that scene. Okay, so he was looking for something, right? And something's missing, and he's upset about it. And he's scrambling around. It's like, what? What's missing, says the guy. And he just doesn't say anything. And he looks around, and he sees a cigarette there with lipstick with on lipstick it. lipstick on it. Right. Right? At which point, then you cut to another scene of – her saying she got a ticket to Singapore or something. She got an extra ticket to Singapore or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. At which point you see her in his apartment. So you realize this is what happened. So it's a flashback sequence in a right. sense. Right. So she was in his apartment and she was staying there experiencing it. She smoked a cigarette. Mm-hmm. She doesn't smoke by the way. Right. Right. And so she was just sort of experiencing what it would be like being with him. In a sense. Right, right. So it was her trying to be with him if she yes. could do it. Yes. Right? And she decided no and left before he got back. Before he got That's back. my guess. Is that right? That, 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 that is my read of that scene. Yes. That's great. And the Good fact inside. that – the fact, and, and uh, we should also note that normally that would be very simple to explain that story. But it was done in a confusing way that yes. we were questioning whether what happened, what's reality and what's not reality. Yes. <laughs> Which is intentional. Which is like, intentional as right. well. Right. 
because the whole time is like, is this a role play? Is this is because even in the role plays, it's like, is it imagination or is it role play? Yeah. Right. Is this actually, so yeah, this also, this also felt like it was him imagining and it could have been mm-hmm. him been. imagining her by seeing the lipstick on the cigarette. This is what's playing in his mind. In yeah. his mind is that she was here and she did right. this and she did that. Right. Right. Uh, which is also kind of a fascinating, but uh, it leaves, it leaves this for you. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to spell this out because like spelling it out just makes it into facts, but as opposed to yeah, this, this writing film it is, out is this, the emotions. This film is, is, uh, like you said, relies on some confusion mm-hmm. yeah. to, to, uh, and you're, you're, you're being drawn to these characters to have all these emotional feelings. So it's yeah. really trying to get you to have feelings more than try to figure out. Absolutely. Cause okay, what's what, going on here? Right. Cause right. What, what is he feeling? Cause in a sequel, you know what's going to happen in a sequel right. is that Luke Skywalker is going to show yeah, up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like the, the movie realizes that like the, like the, it's like, yeah, you know, I said this about other movies. So like the one who's doing the feeling is you. Like, yeah, that's what's happening. And so the movie is leveraging that. It's saying, like, we're not going to tell you what people are feeling inside. Right. What you are feeling inside is what you are projecting onto them. And right. that, like, that is, like, that's what, that is both the act, the action of the movie and it's what the people in the movie are doing. Right. You know. And they do several other interesting things in a film. I just want to go back to that, like, in terms of the filming. So they go into these mont- slow motion montages several times, which are very, like, you know, might as well be like a, a, a you know, an unbelievable music video scenario, music right? Video, yeah. yeah. And it's got With that. The music that- and- the step the, frame the, look, you know, like all this. The, now, the step frame was the second thing. I was going to bring that up as it's actually a second thing, but there's a slow motion, like very Super, yeah. smooth slow right. motion, right? Probably right. shot about, you know, either at 60 or 120 FPS mm-hmm. or something of that nature, right? So it's like, no, it's probably about 60, but it's like, <sighs> right. And the music is right on pace with that to make that mm-hmm. work, right? And they use that same sound. So when that music starts, you know that another slow motion scene is going to happen. It's, it's going to montage you into right. this is their casual meeting down the CD steps to the noodle shop. This is their this to sure. that, you know, all of these different things that are happening. Uh But then they also have those step frame stuff, right? So step frame, I believe, is you just shoot the same frame twice. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. So, like, essentially, they're re- it's they're, a twelve they're, frame per second. Yeah, they're they're removing screen. frames and replacing those those frames with copies of the uh, previous frame of the previous frame. Right, right. Double printing frames. Double printing frames. Right, and and it creates and it and it creates these very unusual look to it. And like, huh, that was strange, right? Yeah, you're getting a lot of motion blur, even though it's only twelve frames a second. Yeah, right, so it's a strange look. It is a strange look. And then they also have these slow motion things that you don't know if they're slow motion or not, but they make it look like slow motion with the s- cigarette smoke going up well, through the lights. And I, I just got to point out. They had her walk slowly at some of that. Just they, the, the shot of her walking away down the hallway where she slows to a stop. Yeah. I, I always watch that. I'm like, is that slow motion? Is she, are we entering slow motion? To the point where it's almost a freeze frame because the very next shot is slow motion, right? Or is she she just slowing down? Is she slowing down and stopping and making a decision? 
and it's it's brilliant and the fact that i don't know is is fantastic well the thing of it, and you're talking about the hotel that i'm meeting right yeah, the hotel right the so the hotel way. is that there's the hotel is a very specific so the, their hall that of their house is extremely narrow and yellow and the paint is peeling on the side of the this walls, one was right? red right this one so this one is red. door there's doors red on curtains. the on the right side and these red curtains on the mm-hmm. left right and that moment where you wonder if they had sex or not is when mm-hmm. the curtains are blowing. <laughs> yeah, because now I'm gonna I'm gonna step in and be the oaf. If anyone doesn't understand what red curtains symbolize, yeah, welcome to film. <laughs> <laughs> red red curtains blowing open from a gust of wind. Yeah, is symbolic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, very specific. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I did catch on of that. Obviously, yeah. I'm not that naive, but anyway, uh, um, I think that I think that if someone was, I don't know, like if you're watching a coming of age movie and in the coming of age movie, someone were to watch this sequence, they would just simply explode. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's when it happens, ladies and gentlemen. That's mm-hmm. when that's when we that's when you become an adult in this movie. <laughs> Is when the curtains right. blow open. So the curtains, the curtains blow open. Um, but yeah, and, and anyway, uh, okay. So, but that was in the hotel scene. That was in previous things. So now, so, so basically the Singapore thing is, um, he's there in Singapore. She might have come by. She reminds him of her, right? He also tells a great story to his buddy in Singapore about secrets. Yes, this is the this is the killer of the movie. And it's it's weird they knock the bow so late in the movie, but because they're going to fire it almost immediately, right? He, he basically tells the story of like the you know like in uh, what 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 is it like it's monks you walk up a mountain and you can whisper your like your greatest. If you, oh, yeah, if you yeah. if you have a fear mm-hmm. or a secret you need to tell, you never told anyone, mm-hmm. and you need to get it out. You go up to a thing, you carve a small hole into a tree. Notch into a tree. You whisper your secret into the notch of the tree. Right. And then you cover it with mud. Mm-hmm. And now your secret is done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to. It's out of your heart. And, it's out of yeah. your heart. And then the guy says, I just go get late. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I just go get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. But he tells that story, right? The come around on that is going to happen. So his, his, so to him, it's like he has this burden because he is reminded of her, of her, right? Mm -hmm. Which then leads him to go to Hong Kong the next year, I guess, or whatever. Um, and he goes there to, uh, to the old apartment. Now we also know that there's been political turmoil. Turmoil in what's wrong? The thing that just occurred to me, I'll I'll say it when we get to it. Sorry, just a a thought popped Uh, in my uh, mind and made me laugh. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Goes to Hong Kong to the old apartment. We found out that there's been a lot of political turmoil. Actually, we've been hinting at the fact that there's been political issues in Hong Kong. Uh, But there's a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we got to get out of here. You know, it's like it's not doing so great. So the old apartment. The two apartments are not quite the same. Different people have moved. Right. Oh, uh, so she's in the apartment. She's in the apartment. That's where we start mm-hmm. with her visiting the woman. And she goes, oh, my God, you got to stay. We go. We haven't seen you in so long. But they're all packing things up. So they're leaving. 
Yeah, because right? one, one family's moved to like Singapore and right. whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So they're leaving. Uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, you know, she's still having conversations with them, et cetera, and, and connecting with them in some ways. Uh, and then he comes by to visit, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Right. Is the, I, I believe so. He, yeah. Right. And then he knocks and then someone else is living in that apartment, right? Something else. Oh, Wait, he's got a some, gift under his, he's got yes. a gift. But she comes in and she asks about something and somebody living there and how long they lived there. And she started crying. Right. The coups. The coups left. That, no, somebody was there. Was it her husband who remarried? No, no. She. Well, what was the made her cry, Dan? When she's in the hall, well, she's in the street. She goes back to the visit. She goes into the apartment and the older right. woman's packing or doing something. And she's leaning against the door frame and she said, Oh no, the new house is built. It's the. Oh, right. And then she said, Oh, and she starts to realize something. And she cries about it, but she doesn't want to turn around to let her know that she's crying. Cause right. yeah, she, she realized that she didn't get a martini giant t-shirt in the merch in time store for Christmas. In time, time for Christmas. Christmas. Right. Yeah. That's true. But you can still get them. You, you can still you get can them. Try. You're just going to have to get them next year. Only if she just or, or accepted the fact that she can get it by Christmas, she could still get one. It's only a couple yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. go to www.martinigiant.com and click I on store. The threadless account. Yeah, yeah or just martinigiant.threadless.com if you want to. Yeah, we're not trying to push it. And stuff. there's also mugs. She could have gotten mugs. Mugs. There's the notebook. And that's what she says. What she really needs is she needs a martini. Comes from a true mug. She needs like a martini like, giant what? shower curtain to hide her shame. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. To cry over the fact that her husband's cheating on her. That would have been a perfect scene right there. <laughs> or, or, or the like tears in the rain. Exactly. Uh, bath uh, mat. Bath mat. <laughs> That'd be yeah. perfect. Yes, but just like anyway, ideas, guys. That's all we're saying. It's just ideas. So she doesn't get the martini giant bath mat, and uh, and she realizes that that old life is gone. Like there's this is not this is now, like everything is lost. Everything yeah, like, is lost. Right. And uh, he shows up, right? Almost at the same. They almost miss each other. By yeah, like, it's like it's, like it's a mirror of the opening, right? Right. And so he comes up, and he finds out that she's been, she was there, or she has a kid, or whatever. Like she yeah. has a kid now. She's kid. And I believe she has a kid with her original husband, or at least that's what I implied. Yep. She's no, not she's still, she with, the, still yeah, with her husband. Some, yeah, still with her husband. Right. So, so he also comes to realization that like this has come to an end. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and he has to give it up and give up the, the thoughts of that. So then he goes to Cambodia. <laughs> right. Years, years later. Years later. Right. There's a that's thing that. with Charles de Gaulle explaining that right, so, whole political well, turmoil. And this is, yeah, exactly. So this is where really, the movie really tells you that this is actually a political allegory. Right. Okay. And, uh, because it really points out like the Vietnam War is happening. The, uh, Charles de Gaulle has, you know, like, and just sort of like inserts this very strongly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have, uh, uh, at, at, uh, him at, um, what's it, what's it called? Angkor Wat? I think it's mm-hmm. called. Okay. Yeah. And then something uh, like that. Right. It was, and, it was, Keep yeah. Going. And so like this, which is utterly beautiful, you know, um, ancient monastery, you know, in, in right. Cambodia. 
and uh and they this is their last this is their last meeting right is the is the the talk that they have with the handshake which is like something i wish i could unwatch because it's so horrible to watch (laughs) he's like cool well see ya <laughs> like it's yeah, like this 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 dialogue is like 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 uh, this has to be in the movie and it needs to be in the movie as part of the point of the movie. Right. But it is it is the it is the most painful part of the entire film is that instead of sort of suddenly grappling each other and running off down the stone steps together, um they shake hands and say take it easy. You know, it'd be great <laughs> is if they they grappled each other, ran down the steps, and got onto a bus, <laughs> and it'd be, and then we would do this with the graduate. I come to be with you again. I mean, it's happening in basically the same year. If you yeah. actually do that, so like, like it's just like you have them on the bus, and then the camera like goes swish over to the back of the bus, and there's Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> like, we should have paired uh, this with uh, the graduate. That actually would have been a pretty good pairing, huh? That would have been genius. Yeah, that would have been genius. If we paired this with the graduate, hell, so, man, we still have an hour and a half. We can pretend we did. It's like even in this most the this this most peaceful place, right? War is still on the horizon. Tensions are, you know, like there's you're never going to escape the world, even in this like in like literally the most peaceful place in the world. Right. Um, and, uh, and because of that, they're yet again, not going to be together in one right. last sort of, you know, on the verge of heaven kind of moment. Right. And uh, instead he, uh, finds a small hole, <laughs> finds a small hole, a small hole, <laughs> whispers into it, <laughs> puts his mouth into the small hole, yep. whispers into it. Stops it full of mud. <laughs> that's and, the and, end, and that's the end of the movie. Lenny lets it all go. Yeah. So, like the the thing that made me laugh is for whatever reason, I was thinking of another movie in which um, someone cheats on their spouse, which is a serious man by the Coen Brothers, right? Uh-huh. And how uh, the serious man uh, main character, uh, his wife cheats on him for uh, uh, what's his, it was like oh, a Cy Abelman, right? For Cy Abelman, who's this like sort of fat bearded pretentious old moron right right and uh and there's and there's a scene where uh uh the main character is having a dream where cy abelman he confronts you know like cy abelman cy abelman just grabs him and starts beating his head against this blackboard and says i fucked your wife larry i fucked your wife right and so what i laughed at was like when you have it like at the end of the movie they shake hands you know she goes back to her husband and he walks up and goes and finds the little hole and like reaches his side <laughs> and whispers into it, I fucked your wife. <laughs> That's funny. Put <laughs> that on right at the end. <laughs> I blew her red curtains wide, wide open. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> but it's it's an ama- like it's an amazingly sad, beautiful. I mean, they have to take it to the, like it's fantastic. It's like the the movie keeps on going. Like okay, it's a few years later. It's a few years later, and every time, like any regular, you know, American movie, I'd be like. Yep. A few years later, like they they do the it's a few years later, 
and you can see they have separate lives and they've reached happiness or it's a few years later and they see each other and they, they go for it. They realize they shouldn't have whatever it is. And this is like, it's a few years later and no. And it's a few years later after that. Still no. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're just like, forget it. Forget it. This is literally an ache that will not stop. And the only one who's going to let it go is you. And, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's I'm a, I'm going to look for something. Movie. It reminds me of a movie I saw and I really love it. And I'm going to just let me find it and I'll send it to everybody. So it's interesting. Uh, while you're doing that, I'll tell you a little weird side story. So apparently when Karawai found the English title of this movie while listening to a song by Brian Ferry on a CD of the similar title, I'm in a mood for love, right? Uh, which uh, was a cover of a 1935 song by uh, Jimmy McHugh. So, and Dorothy Fields. I remember In a Mood for Love as an episode of Frasier <laughs> where he's getting pranked by the DJs. They, you know, remember, remember back in the oh, 90s God, when yeah. DJs right. used to do pranks on people the, all the time, right? right? Prank Call calls. people up, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right. And so he's getting pranked by the DJ and, uh, he was, uh, they had to, the, but the DJ pretends to be the, the construction worker downstairs. Mm-hmm. And they, they saying, well, we're do, we're doing the acoustic tile here. We need some help. And it's like, we heard you were singing. Do you mind singing again so we can see where the leak is a little bit? And so he's in the bathtub singing, I'm in a mood for being near me. And so, you know, and so that's, he's singing that song. So when I was thinking about this film, I was like, I got to do this in with love. And Karen and I were like, I'm in a mood for love. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, how many, how many times can we somehow make Frasier be a reference? Frasier is the core of this, of the show. It's a, yeah, I'm sorry. The fourth leg of the table of the show. It is, it is, it is, it is a little bit. Um, although I got to say, Recently, we've been on, you know, the show that's in the background all the time now has been Schitt's Creek. It's constant. Oh, that's a funny show. That's, that's a, a great, great show. show. It's yeah. a great show. Yeah, uh, Levy, his son, like uh, Levy's David son. Levy. Fuck it, hysterical. He's <laughs> really good. Yeah. He's really good. And uh, uh, what Catherine O'Hara, Catherine her O'Hara. vocabulary is hilarious. Yeah. There's actually some amazing YouTubes of her talking with subtitles of what the actual, like the simplified word is, you know, like so a, funny. a turtle. She uses a very elaborate word for turtle, but it's yeah. just a yeah. turtle. Yeah. No, that, uh, that's, that's, that's hysterical. I, I can, I can see that, uh, that show bleeding into martini giant dialogue more often. Yeah. If we want to swap, if we want to swap out Frazier, just for reference's sake, just yes. to give it a little bit. Creek would be, yeah. would be a good one. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, on the horse anyway. But it yeah. was interesting. They've been a comedy duo for so long, Catherine oh, and sure. Gigi, right? Like, because they were in, uh, uh, they were uh, uh, obviously in uh, all the Christopher Guest stuff, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, yeah, best, all, in show. best in show. My, my favorite uh, being w- best in waiting show. for waiting for government. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and stuff. also, what's the uh, uh, a mighty wind? Mighty Wind, yeah. That, he was a strange yeah. character in A Mighty Wind. Yeah, he was such a strange character in this that. This is show. the movie Waiting for Guffman, but this is the movie that I love. This movie, and I totally forgot its name, but I actually remember some of the places in Brentwood. It is basically about two neighbors that have an affair. 
Interesting. Oh, yeah, it's it such a great film. Yeah, I've seen it, it a few okay, times. The so movie is just so people are on the audio. I sent a link to it's called, I understand, but you know, people don't are listening to this in their car. Uh, Stranger, Strangers When We Met, uh, and it is with Kirk Douglas and Kim Novak, uh, like also cast, Ernie Kovacs and Kovacs, Barbara, Barbara Rush. Rush. I've yeah. never seen this one. It's that looks awesome cool. film. It's I've good. seen it about like three that. times. And over uh, the years, and I just, it makes me weep. I don't know why. And that the apartment for him, his friend is an illustrator and he has an apartment of my, which is at this apartment complex on Vine, which wasn't far from where I used to live. And so every time I pass it, I would think of all the scenes in there. And, um, it's really cool. It takes place in Brentwood and, uh, in Brentwood Canyon. And it's such a cool film. It's literally, they basically fall in love and they meet at the bus stop. Dropping your kids off at right. school. Right. No. Yeah. It's I love, a good I, one. And it reminds me a lot when I was watching. It's like, God, what's that Kirk Douglas movie I always see? I really, so I, I love uh, Kim Novak. Kim Novak was like, she's famous for Vertigo, but like there, she's in so many other good things. And she's such a good actor um, that I wish that she was more broadly known. She's, she's completely awesome. Kirk Douglas is obviously great, but I've never ever seen that one. That's, that's a great one. That sounds great. But yeah, no. So, uh, like, what is your what is your overall on in the mood for love, Chris? You're the one who had not seen it. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I'm so glad I saw it. I was very excited about it. Um, I thought uh, it was. Yeah, I thought it was. You know, it, it's a movie I knew of, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, but, but, you know, I am definitely you know one of the people that's like, yeah, I don't, I haven't seen everything, but I know a lot of it. But I do. I have. I'm excited to see it. And it's part of one of the reasons I was like, this is a great excuse to have to see it just for the podcast. Right. Cause right. there's so many movies that you may never have got around to seeing and you're like, Oh, I should really see that movie. You know? And right. I, and then, so now it's like, Nope, we're going to do it for this movie. Yeah. Well, um, guys, this is on sight and sounds top 100 movies ever made, you know, this kind of stuff. But like, I think yes. there's like, there's definitely like, uh, it's a good point, thing to point out. Like I, I, it's hard for me to think of when I think of the classic lists of movies, that, uh, you know, like the IMDb or the, you know, thousand, a hundred movies to see before you die or whatever it is, you know, all like the best of top lists. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen those movies. I've seen, I've seen of, a lot of those. Yeah. I've seen that list recently. And it's actually a, a coworker of mine. Uh, yeah, you know him, David, David Tracy. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. he, he, he said, I was like, Oh, then the list has changed. Because it always had Citizen Kane at the top or whatever. Oh, yeah. Know. It's actually uh, Jean Damon is now. Uh, yeah. It's that yeah. Belgian film, right? Yeah. That's a great movie. That's a really great movie. And yeah. uh, like, I that it caused a little controversy because it wasn't even on the list at all before. And usually things are slowly creep their way up the list. And then, right. you know, like Vertigo was like, you know, top 20, top 10. And it crept up on Citizen Kane and finally took the top spot for a while. But Jean Damon wasn't even on the list. And I think that's largely and because And it replaced no one... Citizen Kane? And it replaced, well, Vertigo replaces it's the Kane. number one film. <laughs> and then Jean Delmont replaced Vertigo. And, uh, and Jean Delmont is a gr- legit great film. It's a very, very important, excellent movie. 65 uh, or something? It, it, it's actually, I think it's seven, late, mid 70s, late 70s. What, what number was Convoy? Uh, that's, uh, I think 3,900, but Dom- the, uh, Domino the, the director's cut is 12. Domino principles come Domino up principle. from 12,333 <laughs> to 12,331. <laughs> and, and it's chipping its way. That's two, that's two, they went up two spots, man. Two they went up two spots. Yeah, there it is. And suddenly one day, pop. Candy Bergen's petitioning hard and that's she's it. 
She's champion of this stuff. Yeah. She's one crazy. of these days. She's, yes. gonna, she's gonna turn that corner. Gonna I don't want. She's gonna me. start selling some candy burger I NFTs don't want to try to, to raise them. money. <laughs> That's true. You know, like, okay. So you I remember that story? Real... I told you she did that to my brother. I don't want to meet them. <laughs> yes. I don't want to meet those people at a funeral. Uh, it's like, like thanks. Look at, I, how embarrassed would I be? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I met with my, our, our good friend Donna yesterday and I, she tells, she tells the best stories of celebrities, which I would never share publicly. I'm not going to share anything here. Uh, but, uh, but she tells some of the best stories and just the way she puts it into context and matter of fact is hilarious. Yeah, because celebrities so, are. That not only people, but often they're kind of ridiculous people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just, not just that. It's just, it's actually most often it's, uh, her stories completely humanize them, not as being ridiculous, but just as this is the, you're like, Oh, this person is hilarious and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I've always right. wanted to be that as opposed to being this mythical. Cause when you see how people are portraying celebrities on TMZ or whatever the hell it is, it's oh, yeah. just, is it portrays them as angry people because they know that they're going to get more clicks that way. But when you have these sort of matter of fact stories that you hear from someone like her, it's just regular people. It just, yeah. it just yeah. makes, puts a smile on your face. It's yeah. great. It's true. It's really great. It's like, it's like everyone, it's like, we know either we've gotten to work with a famous people once or twice, or we know people that have worked with them. Like you, the, like it's like all the stories I've heard about Tom Cruise from everyone. I know who's right. worked with Tom Cruise is like, this guy's ridiculously, uh, clear-minded professional and loves film. Like I, I will say this because this is something I think she would be okay with me say. She and I had this conversation specifically about Tom Cruise, and she goes, "I would take a bullet for him." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that what guy she is, said, right? Yeah, He's like, he is, is oh, so yeah. professional, so good to Hollywood yeah. right. that he really, really loves his industry. He's like, I don't care about any of the other stuff that goes on in his life. Yeah, but like, in it, terms it, of him being an actor, is, yeah, but him being an actor and him being a Hollywood personality right. and the importance of what that what that does on set right. on sets more specifically right. shit gets done on a Tom Cruise film. Exactly. That. exactly. <laughs> you know, and there's, you know, you make a movie, it's a lot of shit to get done. That's yeah. the way it That's the way it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that, I think that's uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it's all, it's all fascinating because like the, the image of like, there's the image of Hollywood. There's the trash stories told about Hollywood. And then when you get here, it's just work. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it's just like office office gossip. <laughs> it's just actually work. It's a job. Like, it's a job. Know, that's basically. Uh, I do. I do. Was a, it was another thing that I, that came into my head, and I was thinking about it because because this movie, like, it's so well shot. It's like, are they going to have some tasteful love scenes? Yeah, something right. different, right? It's like sensual, right? The most you get is like. The handshake. Dan Thrawn talking <laughs> about noodles. That's about as yeah, close. Exactly. That's, that's much lustier than the movie gets. I tell you. Right. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, talking this, about this, the noodles. We're going to get demonetized on YouTube. Hey, what I said. You thinking about the noodles in the back of your head saying, I think that's sexy think, is yeah. really the reality yeah. of it. But that's about as much as it gets. Just looking at a yeah. thermos swinging is the most sexual <laughs> thing you have. So, but I was thinking about, I was like, I was like, what if, what if this was a French film? I was oh, thinking yeah. about that in my yeah. mind, and I was like, "This would be so heavy as a French yeah. film." Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, yeah. and they would, and they could use the same plot, same idea, same everything, right? They but they could make this. Imagine if this was a, a a French film, right? And so I thought about it, and there was a movie I saw. It's not that great a movie, 
but I enjoyed it when I watched it when I was much younger and I was a huge Sophie Marceau person. You remember, you know, Sophie mm-hmm. Marceau, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I really, I know I had a thing for her as a Frenchman uh, when I went to French school and my French, my French culture background, sure. as our good friend Bernie would know. Uh, but anyway, so she did a, a movie called Fanfan or Fanfan, yeah. I guess. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember the title now. I did not see it. It's very strange movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, if you think it, if uh, the way I'm going to describe it, it's, it's a love story, but the way I'm going to describe it, you can go, that's fucked up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. okay. So, so it's a guy who's in love with her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wants to be with her, but he can't. So this is a, this is what's reminding me of what's going on and paralleling it with, in the mood for love. Okay. So he wants to be with her, but he can't, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So he rents the apartment next door to her while she's away mm-hmm. and installs. There's a, it, a, her, her, her apartment also was a dance studio. So it's got this giant mirror. So he swaps out the giant mirror for a two way mirror. Yeah. That sounds French. <laughs> that so that, sounds French. So that he can pretend that they're living together. Nice. Through this mirror, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and their bathtubs are next to each other, like through the mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very French. That's French. (laughs) It's so creepy. I love that. We should cover that film. We should put that film, do that film on the, on the podcast. Okay. Hey, we we already did. um, It's not, knowing it's not that good. She's very pretty. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine, but I like the, it's like, what do we do? We did, uh, get get out your handkerchiefs with it, right? Oh God. Oh, oh. You know what's on canopy? What's that? Uh, is uh, 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 being uh, uh, going places? Oh, going places on canopy. Okay, oh, so if you if yes, you want to nice, if you want to nice. take get out your handkerchiefs to the next level, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that one. Mm-hmm. I'm almost sure I'm gonna double check that. That's spectacular. Well, That's great. Uh, Eric, how when did you first see this film? Eric, you're muted. You're muted, Eric. You muted yourself. Which one? The French one you're talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, I know. You, I don't think you've seen that one. Well, I wouldn't expect you to see that one. Um, uh, in the mood for love. When did you see it? Uh, I think I saw it when it came out in Hollywood. Okay. Like right around there. Most of the stuff. And then the, yeah, and the stuff in New York. I knew his stuff from you know living in New York, and then when I moved here. So I thought, yeah, just followed the stuff. Were you, you, you were a fan of, uh, cause I mean, he had made a number of great movies. Yeah. Made, and uh, I had Chunky Express and Chunky, Happy Together. Yes. And... Happy Together. Yeah. Yeah. So which are those are, yeah, fucking awesome. great movies. Incredible movies. And like, yeah. Because a lot of the people, when I was at grad school and just, just in New York at that time, everyone loved his stuff. Well, he was, he a commercial director. Um, I don't know if he was a commercial director, but I know I actually have one of my, good friends who we all actually used to drive trucks together in the early nineties in New York uh, for directors, uh, mm-hmm. worked with, uh, Doyle mm-hmm. right. as an AD. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause like, I, I, I know that, uh, did like he was also has done a, uh, has done a number of beautiful commercials and music video kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but like this, I remember feeling that this was a distinctly different movie than his other movies. Like, uh, like Trunking Express is very like, like it's this sort of shitty video, like lots of crazy handheld, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it's, much different experience. It is much different. And it's, um, 
I have t- I saw twenty forty six too in the theaters when it came out. Um, I, I didn't like that. that I liked it, but yeah, but it's like that's one that that twenty forty six was like the casino to Goodfellas. That's what it me. is. Yeah, right. exactly. Like it's it's a good movie, but it's so like you have this this thing, it's and you're derivative. like, well, this oh. is the fucking yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I we super recommend. There's a bunch of uh, last last I checked, there's a ton of uh, uh, Wonkar Y on um, uh, on Criterion. And, uh, and it absolutely worth digging into that guy. Like he's, I don't know why he's not as famous as he once was like, but in the, like in the, in the two thousands, like this was the film to see, like this was the art film to see. Yeah. Um, I had the, uh, I had the criterion DVD, the, the special double disc, et cetera, et cetera. And they have all that on the, on, on criterion right now. They have all the extras for that are, are, are viewable and it's all where you want. You can spend like all day long watching. In the mood, in from in the mood for love stuff on Criterion, I totally recommend all of it. Um, but yeah, I also recommend like like definitely do Happy Together. Happy Together is amazing. Um, uh, Chunking Express is amazing. And what the other? What's the other big Not one? Happiness, right? <laughs> Not happiness. I, was just I don't think about you happiness. fucking find happiness. I, I don't think. Can you find happiness not. anywhere? Put that on canopy. See if happiness is on canopy. Hanap- okay. Okay. Yeah, so going places, going places is not on canopy, but it is for rent now. It wasn't even for rent for a while because going places is pretty shocking. I'll tell you that. So let's see. Happiness. Happiness is the kind of movie that if it were released today, there would be a major Kickstarter to get the guy arrested. <laughs> yeah. No, they would, they would try to send lobbyists yeah. to, no. uh, you know, go fund me. Uh, to make sure that that moving a movie like that would be illegal. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that if you saw the movie, you should be. Uh, yeah, you should have your mind wiped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's a. Nineteen ninety eight. Uh, let me see. I like to use. Okay, just watch is usually what I like to use, but not available anyway. Zero <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's it. If you so if you get the chance to see literally Michael Stein. Produced it. Oh, did he? I didn't yes, know that. I'm almost. Can we check? Ha- I'll uh, check produce right happiness. Now. Produce happiness. Because that that movie is the movie is terrific. Happiness. It's a terrific. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. And it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Hoffman Baker. So Dylan who Baker. produced it? Uh, Jane Adams, who is also in Frasier. Yeah, it's uh, Jane, Jane Adams. Is in it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, like the cast is great. The stories are great. Todd, uh, uh, Solons. Solons. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Todd Solons directed it. Um, and, uh, he did Welcome to the Dollhouse. He does, he's done a lot of things that are like, that are, uh, similarly upsetting, but nothing John like Lovitz. happiness. John Lovett's great bit from John Lovett's. You know, it's, it's sort of like, a, okay, let me just put a magnolia stop. All right. All right. Is happiness is available on YouTube for free. Someone just uploaded the whole fucking oh, movie. Oh, shit. Watch <laughs> happiness. Thank you, Thank you, Zara. Yeah. Terrific. All right. I'll just no. tell you this. When I saw it in theaters, yep, the whole thing's available. Oh, my God. Uh, Everybody uh, who's watching this, like, now please no, go watch Happiness. No, I, 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 big warning. Us. Big, big warning. And I Trigger just, warnings know, galore. <laughs> but there was, when I went to the movie theater to see Happiness, there was a sign at the tick, uh, at the at the booth or at the the uh, what's the music playing now? Who's playing music? Oh, I'm playing music. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, it was the uh, the sign said, "No refunds after 15 minutes." <laughs> yeah, no doubt, and no doubt. By yeah, the way, like... there is. I swear, when I saw the film, it said Michael Stipe produced it. 
No, no it's I, not I, listed. I know that he has produced movies. I didn't know which ones he's done. And I was like, oh my god. He, so, but the thing is, in the credits for special effects, there's only one person. Dan, what was the special effect? <laughs> happens. Happiness. Oh, I know what that is. Yes. <laughs> it's a special effect of uh, of a very viscous quality. Yes, on <laughs> the end of the movie, it's a very no, viscous. No, uh... in the beginning, in the middle. Oh, in the middle. Hoffman. Oh, the Philip it's Seymour a, Hoffman. It's yeah. a, it's a when he hot glues the postcard to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> him, him, having a conversation. Oh, Mal- Molly Shannon is in it. Molly as well. Shannon. The whole movie's fucking great. It's 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 in the same vein as like Magnolia, right? It's a, it's a bunch yes. of little interconnected stories. It was along the, I mean, those movies were popular at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, popular indie movie framework. And, um, and it's not that it's graphic per se, but just the subject matter. The subject looks, matter so is so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like we may as well cut to the chase on one of them. Dylan Baker in an absolutely tremendous performance. Like it's the mm-hmm. home run performance. And it, it's like he is a psychiatrist. And uh, people come to for help. One of his patients is Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is an absolutely disturbingly horrible person. Yes. Vile, vile sexual deviant. Right. But Dylan Baker is a pedophile. (laughs) And the, the story that follows Dylan Baker is a very sad story, sad, sympathetic, uh, vision Mm -hmm. of this character's life and how a heart, like what the the pain that he's going through as a pedophile, uh, because he while being married and having teenage, while being mar- uh, teenage kids, it was it so is strange, fucking horrifying, car. and Ugh. extremely Ugh. sad, and so beautifully done um, that uh, that it will upset you that you empathize with, them. and uh, that's a, that's a very upsetting thing to even for people to even hear. That they right. would make a movie like this, but this is I, a guy. I have to say, this is the kind of movie that you should expose yourself to because it's a major emotional challenge, and it yes. makes you grow as a person. People don't want that. <laughs> People it? don't want that. Then, like, what, what they want, they for? want black and white definition of good and bad. This is what I have a problem with. So, okay, I'm going to go through this. When I was at THU, there was a little. They were doing doing an exercise of about writing stories or whatever it was, and they were talking about heroes and villains, heroes and villains, right? And they went through this whole exercise. It's like, why are we still talking about heroes and villains? Who is the hero and villain in Easy Rider? I just kind of literally stood up and yelled at the whole mm-hmm. – and this is the guy, by the way. This was the guy who directed and wrote uh, Inside Out at, at Pixar, right? right? What? Yeah. I went I, – I kind of like yelled. I was like, why are we still doing this bullshit of heroes and villains? It's be, and, and when heroes and villains isn't enough – we make superheroes and supervillains. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? Right. And so the fact is that you need to be able to understand that the world isn't black and white, that there's all these weird shades of gray and you have to find your understand them and even understanding how does someone like that become like that, right? And how does someone like that with those feelings yeah. deal to with those clear, feelings? Yeah, to be clear, this is 0% a pro-pedophilia movie. No, it's not, it's no. Not great, no. Like, not at all. It is, it's it is completely struggling with this thing. Yeah. And, and in top of that, he is a psychiatrist. He yes. deals with people who are dealing with this and tries yes. to help them, but he can't even help himself. 
yes. from his own issues. Right. And it's very, very sad, very weird. Yeah, and no, it. I'm not pro any of this. Yeah. And I'm not trying to do it's, this, but it is yes. upsetting. It's disgusting. It's awful. Yeah. And what will really, uh, what, what will really affect you is that it's also heartbreaking. Right. And that's very important. And, and it well, makes you feel sympathy for a person made... like that, which is very hard to deal with. And people yes. don't want that. They don't want sympathy. They because want to be it's... angry at people. Yes. Being well, angry it, at people is much easier. It is safer to be angry. It makes you feel safer to be angry, angry because like yeah. it, because it's terrible. It is terrible. Anger is the response. You don't have to come back with how did this come about? What must be done or any other question? Right. It's like, I'm angry. That's it. Right. And yep. you shut, shut it off. So like the, the, it's the, the same, this is going back to our freaking AI my conversation. My lip around. I'm hoping so. It's yeah, going back to my like, I, no, I, I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm angry. question earlier. Art station Chris is bullshit. Me. Sorry. So, go ahead. Ask your question. No, there. no, it's fine. I'm not. Cheap shots I, I love you. Senior. Go ahead. Um, why is it that when I moved from New York to here, to LA, and not here, I moved again, but the point is, why is it that in that time span, you can't make a movie like that? I don't understand what happened in the 2000s. Oh, I do I, know. I, I do I know. Can tell you exactly I can tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. Can I, can I answer the question, Dan? <laughs> 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened. Which made We needed heroes and villains. Yes. Yeah, we needed heroes and villains. That's like, exactly I, what happened. And yeah. so when you can't do those types of things anymore, you can't make the black, you can't make the gray films. You have yeah, like, to make yeah. them black and white again. Yeah. Like, this is the, because people feel unsafe. This is the, this is the worst feeling to, to admit into yourself is, is lack of safety. Like that's I mean, what the, you, Yeah. All this actually, is what we're fact, suffering from right now. In fact, that's a really good thing. If you look at the films just before 9-11, Magnolia, Happiness. Yeah. Super challenging films. Right. Real challenging All films. that stuff. Mm -hmm. right. Real, real what's, art. Yeah. What's fascinating to me is, is this is how we dealt with 9-11, but it's not how we dealt with Vietnam. With Vietnam, we had a completely different reaction. Yeah, right? like, we are very self Because we were, the, we were, oh, wait, we were the bad oh, guys. Because yeah. we were the bad guys of uh, Vietnam. No, because it wasn't. It wasn't on our street or in our block. It was somewhere else. Right, but 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 we were but but our people in 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 the United States were questioning us ourselves, yeah. and so that's so why they made Vietnam these films. Became a self reflect self reflective right. war, right? Because like, right. I mean, like, I think there's something to be said for the fact that we looked at Vietnam as our tragedy, as opposed to we killed millions of people, but <laughs> still, we were very self reflective, right? right? And so the art that came out of it was what the fuck went wrong with us. We didn't trust, like after the, after 73, we didn't trust our government anymore. We didn't right. trust ourselves anymore. And we were making movies that really explored that. And that went on right. for quite some time. And it became an, an indie film. It became a tradition. Like that was your responsibility as right. an in, independent artist. But and it, then, well, after 9-11 happened, it's like, no, we said like, these guys are horrible people. Look at what they did to us. Right. We are the, we are the victims. They're the villains. Right. right. And that is, that's what we want to do. And this and so is that the lens through which we view everything now everything, everything everything like oh so like like for instance 50 percent of america most people quite earnestly believe that 50 percent of i lost your audio for a second wait wait he's still with us though yeah no you're still with us no i don't hear you hopefully it'll come back nope 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 uh, let me see. Maybe it's on this side of things. Uh, do you still hear him? 
Okay. Uh, oh, oh, you muted yourself. You hit the mute button by accident. Did you? Okay, no. Uh, why don't you quit and come back? Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Quit and come back. And uh, we left off when you said uh, 50% of America. <laughs> so we'll be back to that. So, um, uh, Eric, what do you think happened? Do you think do – you, do you believe that 9-11 was the cause of it? Because yeah, we've talked it, about this before. Yeah, I, it, it definitely was the cause because all of a sudden the government just created – it created a lot of the problems we have now too um, about just transparency – most people just, you know, trust the government, rely on the government to do everything, and they've just taken over everything. And, um, like, we're coddled. And that goes to our intellectual dialogue. It goes to culture, everything. And uh, it's destroyed us. Yeah. From the inside. And, and I, I, I'm much more of a fan of when things are ambiguous and we question ourselves as opposed to your I'm right and you're wrong, you know, which is what we want to do now. Yeah, there's no turning back on that. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know if there's no turning back. We need to have a shift that makes us question there ourselves. There is no shift coming. You don't think there's a shift coming? Nope. No. Well, what 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 will we need for a shift to happen? I got you there. A shift to happen would be to. Um. Can you? Can you talk, Dan? Nope, still don't hear you. Uh, hold on a second. Did you kick it with your feet, the plug, to your mic? Do you want to check under the desk? Can I say something now? No. Okay, hold on. I think I'm hearing something. Say something. Ash, where are you? Try now. Yeah, okay. I hear something. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you're using your headphones now, right? Nope, nope, nope. I got it. You're working now. All right. Yep, it's all good at this point. So we are good. Uh, but stay, stay tuned. Sorry, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, I'm putting him back into uh, the feed now. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me make sure you're back in the feed. Okay, you're back in. Go ahead and say something. So what's awesome is that for the entire time, I turned into a picture of Maggie Chung. <laughs> you did. You did. Okay. I've okay. So, to so your shot. last point you were making, you said fifty uh, percent of Americans. Yeah. So, to, to, so that the idea is that, like, the the super brief form of it is that in when with nine eleven we were infected with extremism. Like the extremists who uh, attacked us infected us with extremism, and that's became political extremism immediately mm -hmm. uh, over George Bush versus the the left. Mm -hmm. uh, and which has then became, uh, you know, Obama versus the right, and now mm -hmm. has become the left versus Trump, and mm -hmm. gotten and with each step has gotten more and more 
uh, uh, Arch. And now, because it's the only way we know how to talk on social media, we speak only in extremes. Right. And, and so the and only... And when AI art comes about... Yeah. The, the it's only, the same tone. We, the, the only... Like, the thing is that what the thing that happened to us on 9-11 that we, has remained completely undealt with, and we have never stopped to process this, and that's why it comes out in all of our major art forms, like, say, 12 years of fucking superhero movies blowing up buildings, um, is that we feel tremendously unsafe all the time. And so out of that, uh, now, once we don't have terrorists to fear anymore, we feel safe versus each other. Like, unsafe versus each other. And so if someone disagrees, they're no longer safe. And you need to be in a safe place apart from them. And when you, when you, are, when you, when you are searching only to be safe, then you are going to back yourself into a very deep, dark corner. Because the whole world is unsafe. Right. And that's where we're at right now. The only response that people have well, that's, is, is fear. That's... that's xenophobia <laughs> it's yeah exactly i mean it's only and now it's applied to literally everything we see and so because like the the thing is that when you fear something the 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 easiest way to deal with fear uh that when you're when you fear being unsafe the easiest way to feel safe again is to turn that fear into anger because anger is simply simply fear that is empowered Sure. And so, so you turn all the fear you're feeling and the, uns, the lack mean, of safety and you direct it into rage you know, I, we've we've said this on the podcast before, but exact ex, exact example that like the Joker, the fact that people were so outraged over the Joker because we're afraid, right? we're afraid of each other. By the way, including the person that we know on social media that's so outraged over AI, he was outraged over the Joker and was like, "Never, this should be banned from theaters." Yeah, exactly. Literally, I mean, that like, same person really? was saying that. Yes. Well, there's a, like, and there's it's a, just the fucking. It's the Joker for God's sake. It's, Have you ever it's seen a, Taxi Driver? It's a slightly <laughs> darker superhero film, and people fucking like. Oh, I forgot what it was. Is it no film school? One of these websites. Yeah. Like I wrote to them. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous review I've ever ever read, and you should be deeply ashamed that you wrote this. And like, which was they had written a review saying you should not see this, and I was like, how little do you trust people? Really? How little do you trust people? What's the use of art if you're going to tell people, I don't trust that you won't kill me if you see this? Like, you, right. Are you fucking insane? Like, how, like what, what, kind of, what kind of madness is this that we fear each other that deeply? Who is the artist? Eric will know this. Uh, the artist who did all the photography with the dead bodies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't uh, where, which yeah. dead bodies? What year? Uh, is gonna be, I want to say, eighties, nineties. Joel Peter Wenken. Yes, Joel Peter Wenken. Yep. Damn, did I not know that? You did. That I knew exactly. That's the guy. Like I that. Knew somebody. He, no one could be an artist like that today. Oh, yes. Joel Peter was from upstate New York. Really, but I, yeah. yeah I, and this, like, they would they would think he was freaking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and the thing is, like, <laughs> the thing is, like he, this this yeah. used to be the domain of the religious right. You know, it's just like, oh my god! You know, like uh, Maplethorpe showing like bullwhips in someone's butt. Like we, like we have to I fuck took at a these some Satan at the Whitney in nineteen eighty eight. And Maplethorpe is one of the greatest photographers America has ever seen. Oh. Like he's just an unbelievable <gasps> artist. I'm thinking of another film along these lines <laughs> that we were talking about, The Notebook. Remember The Notebook? Oh yes, The Notebook. Yes, yes, the classic, the classic with um, yeah. with with the gauze. My my uh, my my most profound man crush, Ryan Gosling. Um, but yeah, no, this is like that's the thing, dude. It's like I, I really feel like 
that's the space we're in right now. And it's, uh, I think that it is, it's, it's, it's hard not to be terrified because the more terrified people are, the more arch they act, the more extremist they become, the more frightened I get and the easier oh, it is sorry. to become. I was not the notebook that I'm thinking of. I was saying, like, sure, that's not right. That's not Ryan Gosling. It's the pillow book. Oh, the pillow book. Of course. Well, it goes that saying another go from the director of, um, um, uh, the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. Love yes. Greenaway. Yeah. But Greenaway. It was Greenaway. Uh, but it was, that was 1996 and that's at the same years as all of this shit yeah, was happening, this is the right? Fucking craziness that and it, and it's great. crazy things that was happening. That's like, it's like the notebook. Because shit like right? this, I really like shit like this makes you confront your, Wu yourself. And, uh, Ewan McGregor. And Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like movies like that make you confront yourself and how you deal with real actual inner feelings. And it's good for you. It's healthy for you to do that. Uh, yeah. and we avoid that at all costs right now. Like it's, it's really, it's really, really, really bad. We can like, we like, there's a, like this, this really shocked me. I couldn't believe this was true is that there's a movie that is on Hulu right now, which, uh, and this, by the way, before this comes off as some sort of like man's rights statement, I, this is not that, uh, because that, I think that fucking stuff is the, that's about as fucking idiotic as I've ever heard. Um, but there is a, uh, a movie that was on Hulu that gave a warning, a warning that came up that said for violence, sexual content, um, uh, scenes of, um, you know, like whatever, smoking, blah, 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 and an unlikable female protagonist. What? What? And I was like, that's you the are, warning? That was the warning. And I was like, you are warning me that a main character might be unlikable? Like, let me introduce you to. A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Good God. Like, what the God, fuck is it's that? It's so sad. Like, I'm just like, what is this trying to protect me from? Like, that do, do is like, this is, they're, they're like, they're, what are they worried I'm going to do? Like, that if I don't see Everything someone that's purely heroic, what, what's going to happen? I was, I was, I was definitely shocked. I was like, you gotta be like, that's, that's like a weird art piece. What in is itself. wrong with us? Yeah. That's like not that, me, man. that that frame. No, that like, no, I know it's it's definitely. I'm definitely not in that category because no, I think I think you think you know. When people talk about being woke, I think they're kind of asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is okay. Like that's a, to get into that a little bit. Like, <laughs> I hate to like, say that. I I am I I. They are I, not exposing themselves to some of the amazing things that are yes, out there. Right. So before before we like before before we are completely canceled for all this stuff. Like I am as left wing as it gets. I am. So I'm, am I. I am pro. I am super pro LGBTQ. Super pro trans. Absolutely. Super like pro uh, uh, pro choice. Uh, Democrat through and through. I'm actually a Noam Chomsky, uh, an anarcho-socialist type. Yeah, so that, that's that's where I that's where I come from. Um, sure. Socially progressive in every, literally every possible way. Yep. Um, and so I'm, I'm I 100% uh, actively believe this and vote that way. Uh, that being said, like terms like woke have become useless because everybody means something else by it. Yes. Right. And so when you hear, uh the right complain about people being woke. Uh, uh, what they, what they are saying, what they are they're actually about being right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what, what they're complaining about is, uh, what they're, what they're actually saying is, uh, people that like pretentious assholes who are trying to control what I think about everything, shame everybody for everything all the time, even though they're hypocritically doing the same thing themselves. Like that's what they're actually saying when they say woke, when people who think of woke as being positive, 
what they are saying is inclusion, progressiveness, goodness towards other people, and kindness. And so when the right makes fun of woke, what what, what people who think of woke as being positive here is that the right is against uh, being good and kind and uh, right. and and loving towards one another. Like that's because the words don't mean the same thing anymore. Right. Right. So it's become a completely useless term. Everyone should stop using it. It's, it's dead. It is a dead statement. Right. Like what you should say is like, when you say like, I'm I like, and the same thing should be said with cancel culture because it's ridiculous to think about. Yeah. Fucking everybody, everybody canceling everyone else. (laughs) Everybody cancels. They just don't like to be called cancel when they do it. That's it. That's it. It's like, it's like I always say, like people are, People who will say, uh, you know, let's like people like whatever, like uh, something comes up and someone says, you know, like someone says, uh, well, if cancel culture really were a thing, then Louis C.K. wouldn't have a career anymore. And what they're saying by that is I wish that cancel culture was real. So we could cancel Louis C.K. So you do believe in cancel culture. You just wish it were more effective. Like yeah, I wish you would cancel the people you want to cancel. Yes, exactly. That's this right. is how everybody feels all the time. Cause it I was fucking, I wish I could I was, cancel Trump. I was at a, <laughs> I was at a fly fishing event. Right. And, uh, and, uh, uh, my, my buddy, Al, my mentor, Al had a, in his backpack had these, these, these pheasant feathers, which you can sort of see here. Right. right. So I had these pheasant feathers and I was like, huh, cool. And, like, and I said, Oh, those are pheasant feathers. Because he says, I don't use pheasant feathers. You want them? I said, sure, I'll take them. And so I, he gave me these feathers. And then I was like, well, where do I put them? And I started to put them in the back of my hat like this. Oh yes. And doing the, uh, the, uh, the classic ancient uh, Disney, uh, and, and socially and my, inappropriate my, my, my racist buddy, My buddy Andy looked at me and said, and you're, you're canceled. <laughs> you're canceled. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, like and I was like, and I was, I, I, I laughed. I, of course I didn't do it, but I laughed. I was like, that is so funny. It's like just act of even doing that would be like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Sure. Yeah. And the thing is like, man, it's behind all that stuff. I mean, cause I'm, that obviously can be quite racist. And he and was being funny too about right. it, but you know, Obviously, yeah. you tell me don't do that. Well, yeah, this is the thing. It's like, <laughs> Might as well uh, have my fly open at that right. point. <laughs> like, 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 set, like, like, there's, there's. It's like if you watch like Blazing Saddles, for instance. Mm. Like, Blazing Saddles is one of the most anti-racist movies. Oh yeah, but, they, but, but people would be very offended by that, movie. right? Because right. the because you're no people like people fail to like they're not looking at the intent. They're just looking at the checklist. Like did and, they say the N word? Yes, yeah, a lot. So it's obviously Scorsese <laughs> says it in Taxi Driver. Dude, like or, or like when when Quint, like for instance, so not to go off a giant rant, but like when people say, "Oh, Quint Tarantino That's is right. a we racist," got plenty of time. Like, Quint Tarantino is a racist. I'm like Quint Tarantino. First of all, you'd have to forget that he made the minimum two movies about the explicit terror of racism, right? Like as the topic of the film. Right. right. With like the lead character is black and talking about this is the, the cruelty and vi- virus like nature of racism. So right. it'd be weird if he was racist and also, you know, mainly employed, you know, uh, like major black stars and talked about how bad racism went. That'd be weird. But also he has like he, as we said earlier, he fucking created a distribution company so specifically um, Asian filmmakers that he loved would get exposure and have careers in the United States. Right. Right. Uh, and like, that's action. That's real. Right. This is something that had a real impact. Like, the reason why, you know, 
who um, uh, Wong Kar Wai is today. I mean, not like he wouldn't get famous on his own, but the the path that it took was because Tarantino actively uh, wanted to step in and make that happen. Now, it could have been somebody else, but it was him because that's what he wanted, right? Right. Uh, and that's an action which most people who complain about him being racist, first of all, they don't even know it about him. And second of all, they don't have the balls to go and try and do something like that. Yeah. Like, that's actual action. The, like, Tarantino's making a movie... Like he makes like one of the, like, uh, you take, uh, um, uh, 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 what's it? The Western that he made, uh, but both Westerns he made actually, um, hateful eight and, um, Johnny Durango and, and, and Django Unchained. Like these are, uh, like these are three hour explorations of how, how tightly bound racism is to American culture. Right and oh, yeah, uh, I mean not not directly tied to it, but Jackie Brown's is the and main Jackie Br- hero. Jackie Brown's not only the hero. That movie is also possibly the greatest interracial love story I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I love Absolutely. Jackie Brown. That's like it makes it, it's it's unbel- it's so beautiful and so like uh it's so understanding, uh, you know. And so like so yeah. without even going off on a big Tarantino thing. Like the fact that people can casually get like actual intelligent reviewers can casually say he must be racist when it's you have a, this I will tell you this ridiculous filmography that says opposite. I will tell I will tell you this. Viewers and listeners will know that I I have my Tarantino problems, but that sure. is not one of them. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, I'm not ta- I'm not trying to get anybody to love Tarantino movies. No, no, no. You don't like you no. don't like his movies. Don't like his movies. Yeah. If you don't like him, as, I like, do. Person, I do like fine. his movie. No, I cut. You know. It's not everything is black and white. Absolutely. That's what I'm trying right. to say. Absolutely. I do like his movies, right? right. And there are things uh, I like. Yeah, I wasn't, I'm sorry. I wasn't specifically saying you, you. I was saying the broad right. thing but is like, the thing. you're welcome to it's not like, like or yeah, not like. Listen, Tarantino films, you can have your problems with them. And Whatever. they can be good matter. and they can be bad, right? Like, like Jackie Brown. I love Jackie sure. Brown. I love it. I Honestly, I love Jackie Brown more than Pulp Fiction by a lot. Sure. You know, Pulp Fiction is very totally popular reasonable. because people like to quote Pulp Fiction because it makes them feel cool to quote yeah. Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, and it's a good movie, and it is a good movie. Jack, Jackie Brown's a deeper movie than Pulp Fiction by a million, Pulp, million miles, it's, it's by a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, I totally. So, agree. but yeah, so that's that's the thing. It's like I mean, you can even like it's a perfectly reasonable conversation to say say like I saw the Hateful Eight and the way that it handled its discussion on racism. I didn't like that. I think it's inappropriate. I think it hurts the conversation. That's a totally reasonable thing to say. Like that's sure. absolutely legitimate, and that's a conversation to have, no problem, right? Right. Like, like I think that uh, Quentin Tarantino, um, like, doesn't like he like I he may have good intentions, but I think he is, um, he's going about this the wrong way. I hear you one hundred percent. But to say like to to, to 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 be able to if you can type he's a racist and then that's it, that's bizarre and it's true, you know. Like it's that's that's the world say. we live in. Because you know. it's easy to just dismiss things like that. Well, it's, because does it, it creates something it, that you does don't it, want does to Does it fit in 140 characters? Yes, right. done. Exactly. That's done. And That's so, like, the statement. That, like, and that, no, I don't know Tarantino. I like, I don't actually, care, I don't care about the guy. I don't know him. But like, it's a mechanism of uh, that we are now so afraid of each other that there are simply things you can say that once you say them, everyone else must disassociate from that thing because. Whoa! I don't want to be. I don't want to get. I don't want to get uh, tied up in that because then I'll be. I'll be thrown out. Also, like that's that's I bad fear. news. Yeah, that's bad news. And that's not just picking. That's not picking on the left. That's picking on the right. That's picking on everybody. Like we all do this now, and we've 
we've made this endemic to the way we do business. And so like now when we have movies that are even remotely challenging, like, um, uh, 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 movie I really loved called, um, um, oh, shoot, hang on one second. Uh, a promising young woman, right. Which I think is a terrific movie and a really challenging, hard movie. Like this is a super feminist movie, ultra feminist movie. Um, but because the main character, like it's clear that what she is doing while you emotionally agree with it, it's not necessarily morally correct to do. And she might, she might be being like bad and cruel in doing this, even though she's right. Like that caused a problem in itself because she wasn't represented as purely good. Hmm. And I was like, how, what kind of weird angel do you want to fly down from the sky to make everything right? Like, why not just grapple with the fact that this is that's what I was difficult. just saying. And I'm not even kidding when heroes and villains aren't enough. We need where, where superheroes and supervillains. Yeah. That's why we need superheroes and supervillains. Yeah. And it's like it's it's wild to me. Like how yeah. like you should be able to make a movie, uh, you know, whatever taxi driver. You should be able to make that today and have people go. That was intense. I don't know if that should have been made. Maybe the blah blah blah. Like it's saying the wrong way. I'm all for the, the discussion of was it successful. No one wants doing... to have a discussion that takes too much time. There's no discussion because you there's can't no discussion, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's too I mean, hard. But here we are. Like with all three of us are born, you know, 1971 or or, or older, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's 83. Yeah. So, but so so we are fine with hanging out for three hours on a Saturday to talk about stuff and get into it. And I mean. Donna was asking about this the other day. She asked me yesterday, she's like, do you guys all get along? I said, not always. Yeah, right. So you fight about stuff, but you know what? We know how to resolve our fights. Right, because we trust each other. We, yes. That's the whole fucking idea. And we respect each other right. at the same time. But right. but that's the whole point. It's like, no, you know, Dan has thoughts about Tarantino that I don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. Like, you but, know? But, but that's how, like, being able to work stuff out is like, trusting that you're going to work something out with somebody that you, that you like, you have an honest relationship with, like that should be part of the course, you know? And, but that's not how we handle things today. Like everybody ghosts, everybody like really that's what's happening is like, we're just like, Oh, he, he said, he said the wrong thing. So now we must move away from him and never speak his name. <laughs> like that's right. the attitude. That's you know? Oh, and uh, Jason, I just saw your uh, comment about like Tarantino is like, it should go, the credit should go to Elmore Leonard for uh, Jackie Brown. I do want to modify that to say that, that's absolutely true. And, El- and Elmore Leonard is a, um, uh, it's good of Tarantino to say so. Elmore Leonard is right one of the great, us. great writers, but the character Jackie Brown played by Pam Greer did not exist as ah. the main character of rum punch from which it is adapted. That is 100% Tarantino and, um, and Pam Greer's creation, uh, as, as she is. And, uh, because that's a story that he wanted to tell with her because he loves her. And rightly so, because she's one of the great American actors and one of the greatest creative forces of the seventies. And he wanted to bring that back. So yeah, he's, he's like, it's kind of him to say that about Leonard, but, um, in reality, like Jackie Brown is great because of Tarantino as a film. It's great because of Tarantino and, uh, and Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I'm like, that's, I didn't know I, that. I didn't know that he wrote that for her. Yeah, no, it's, it's really something. So like, this is the thing is like, I feel like even movies like, um, even movies like the one we talked about today in the mood for love, like this is a kind of difficult movie to uh, deal with even today, not just because it's a very slow paced movie uh, and out of 
you know, uh, it's out of the norm for the way we in, enjoy entertainment today. But also, like, the choices in the movie are bad. Well, and which, which, I was I'm just saying, sorry. I was relating, like, the, that even in the mood for love is a little bit difficult, I can imagine, for people today. Because, first of all, it's a, like, uh, even though there's no sex in the movie, it's very much about sex. Like, it's a very, it's a very uh, oh, I think this sexual is a, movie. I, I don't think, so. I, I think people will be okay with this. They, uh, first of all, for several reasons, right? <laughs> people don't look at subtlety. So oh, it's true. They probably wouldn't see it. That's true. They wouldn't even see point. it. That's a good right? point. Right. The swinging noodles is not going to get them all bothered. Right. But that like it that should. Like, it should. <laughs> it should. Hell it's good. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at those noodles. But man. it's not going to get them bothered. They need explicit like for point like it's like everyone's working from the MPAA. Like ah, yeah. I saw a nipple, uh, three quarters yes. of a nipple out of it's their rules. shirt at that point, and rules. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Bad way to operate. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like that's all that's all fear. Control is all about fear. That's it. And like, really, if you want to face things within yourself and troubles that you're having, you have to face fears. You don't want to give into fears. I'm just I don't know how to help these people. Well, the thing is, well, first of I all, I want to help them, but I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm like we, we are all these people. I'm this. I'm these people also. And I, I suffer I, the same in fears. terms of like you know the the the, the that like nope you know right and wrong like I. I'm not, not saying that I'm right or wrong myself. I'm just saying it's like, what happened to the art of conversation? Well, like for instance, <laughs> we here's don't a, have conversations. Here's an example. Statements. <laughs> here's, here's an example. There's a thing that I saw passed around quite, uh, when, uh, you know, creeping up on the, um, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, con the, the congressional report on January 6th. Like uh -huh. I've seen, um, this, this, uh, post come up where it's a quote from, I want to say John Adams. I'm not sure. Um, that says, uh, uh, mercy, mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent. Right. And everyone passed this around like, ah, see, mercy yes. to the guilty is cruelty to, cruelty the, innocent. to the innocent. Okay. okay. So on the surface, I get revenge. the intent, right. <laughs> It's revenge. a fucking pro revenge statement. Yes. And it, and it, and what it, and what it really does, it says what, what that, what, if you clarify what that says, justice is revenge in the United yes. States. Yes. And what, what that, what that really says, once you boil the language down, because mercy, by the way, is something that you give to is when you have the option to punish and you don't, that is mercy. Right. So the right. idea of being merciful in that sentence it like what it's saying is mercy is bullshit. Be cruel, be vindictive. Be vi it's it is righteous. It is moral to be vindictive. That's what, it, <laughs> what that's what do? that yeah. What would Jesus do? He would kill that fucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That like and this is being passed around on the left. Like this is like this is the yeah. left's uh, like rallying cry. And I've seen like really good, kind-hearted people pass this around as if this wasn't saying be vindictive. Yeah. Because that is moral. I do well, remember. I had you know my, what? I, it ain't. <laughs> I had. I had a. It, it was very interesting. I, I I never. I always knew there was an issue. I couldn't quite figure it out. And uh, it. Uh, this was back in grad school, and I had a, this amazing uh, professor, architecture professor uh, at Rice. Uh, his name was Ferris Eldada. He's Lebanese. Very hilarious. Uh, <laughs> So he had a combination of a slight Lebanese accent, and he was also cool. gay. So we did with a very flamboyant. About Excellent. It. That, yes. That's that's a really that's a groovy combo. I got to Lebanese, that's, oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. He's like, and he said, yeah. <laughs> it was some statement about some woman. It's like this young teenager who was talking about someone who was, you know, in jail. Is like, I think he should die. Said this <laughs> teenager, right? Right. And then he says, 
Americans seem to confuse justice with vengeance. Justice with vengeance. <laughs> yes. These are opposed yeah. things. These are completely different things. Yes. These are oppo- this is why you don't have <laughs> members of the murdered fa- murdered victim's family on the jury. Right. <laughs> that's that's the system of justice, not the system of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Right. But we are so fucking afraid of each other in this country. The only thing that we can even even allow is absolute destruction of the other that's it that's the only thing that's acceptable because that's the only thing we think and like in pure psychological terms right this is what happens on say social media every day we take someone who is cancelable who's done some terrible thing whatever it is we project onto them our shame because we've all done fucking awful stupid shit in our lives because we're grown people we're adults and we have made mistakes and been cruel and hurt people and we have tried to get beyond that and, and met a televangelist right <laughs> but we we judge these judge this other person right uh, whoever the person is as if they are the absolute model of hatefulness and we are the absolute model of goodness and what we are psychologically doing is we are giving them our sin and then destroying them in the hope bring it into the hole. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We are, we are giving them our sin and then destroying them in the hopes of destroying our own shame. Mm -hmm. That's all we're doing. And it doesn't fucking happen. Mm -hmm. You only build up more guilt and shame. And if you don't look at yourself for real, helpfully through art, then you're not going to actually heal anything and you will only get more afraid. So when we at Martini Giant recommend movies that are challenging, it is because we feel that it is good to watch movies that are challenging. It is I actually, agree. actually helps you. I don't when I, when I watch happiness is not because I'm enjoying happiness. Yeah. It's because it's, it's fucking horrifying and challenging sad. myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a challenge to watch that. Like it is, it is a powerful thing to feel empathy towards someone you revile. Yes. Like that's an, that's an important thing to exercise in your heart. It really is. Because if you get, if you work yourself into the position where you think that being, uh, that being, um, uh, merciful towards someone is some kind of cruelty to anyone, you are fucked up. Okay. Like that is pathological to think that way. I don't know what to do. I I, I don't, I don't know what to do. do. I know. I mean, make I, art. <laughs> make art. Well, maybe I'll best way to help yeah, anybody. Make art for me. Yeah, that's it. Like that, sure, exactly. I mean, this is like. Well, it's yeah. interesting. That it's, like, it's like I'm just curious. You know, the people who are also very angry about this art on AI art. It's like, forget about how well it's executed. Forget about, you know, what, what it may be scraping and style, et cetera, et cetera. There's some weird freaking shit being done. You're being exposed to crazy shit. It's good for you. Yes. Regardless of whether, however it was produced, the emotional reaction you have to seeing crazy shit it makes messes, mixes up your brain. It makes their art look very conservative and reserved, yes, which it is. Yeah. 
which it is. Because we have all seen, all of us have seen portfolios come across our desks in the past 15 years. Boring like, as fuck. They, it's like, <laughs> here, here's the fucking Iron Man suit in nine different colors. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and also like here, I'm just going to, I'm gonna, I, uh, this is what I wrote on, um, uh, on social media about this stuff. So I'm just going to, I'm going to quit this all real right. quick. Let's do it. We'll just wrap it up. We'll bookend it with this. This is okay. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. Now I want, okay. I I really have a manifesto here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I have to figure out how to address this on CG garage because I have to, my company is probably not going to even let me release the episode, but that's fine. I think sure. at least a con, if I can at least have a conversation about this, whether it's released or not, I don't care, but at least try to, maybe we can get, you know, that person that we've been talking about on social media to be on and okay. say, hey, be on. I, I think, I think that, because uh, I, I really like that guy. He's a super sweet guy, super talented guy. He's talented. He's nice. He's eloquent. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a very, very smart guy. And it would be, yes. it would be great to, uh, debate him on this. And I think that it is possible to come to an understanding. That's, well, I don't want to use the term debate. I would say have a conversation. Have a but, conversation. Exactly. You know. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to ask right now. This is, do you want, do you want 10% of this? 20% of this or 100% of this? <laughs> the manifesto? I'll, yeah, I'll read it right now. The whole goddamn how long, thing. How long is it? It is It is one good full page of email. Okay. Do you want well, to hear it? All right. All right let's, let, let's do it, And uh, but uh, it's going to get longer because you know we're going to interrupt you. So keep going. Okay. Let's, do it. let's do it. Let's after do it. Let's that, do it. I have a 12-page manifesto. I just right, want to read it. Okay. Okay. All right. So this was, uh, uh, this was in response to a friend of mine who is an artist who asked for um, uh, different points of view on the subject because she is uh, very uh, upset about it and wants to try and find some common ground. So I well, wrote, actually, look, can I, can I say that it, mm-hmm. if, did she really wanted to find common ground? I, absolutely. 100%. I'm, I'm very glad that she did. She that. is, she is one of my oldest friends. She is a tremendous, like she That's is wonderful. A incredibly wonderful. Co- brilliant artist and an incredibly kind person. So you provide her ongoing, with your, yes. your, your, your position. And we've had an ongoing conversation based on exactly what I wrote. Wonderful. Here. Good. So this Good is all her. very, she's totally awesome. Um, and let's see. Uh, okay. So I said, uh, so I actually think that facing the inevitability of AI, embracing the inevitability of AI, I should say, is the most important thing to do. It isn't going to stop, and we're only go- and it's only going to get better at what it does. So we have to figure out uh, everything on the go. But that doesn't mean we don't have control, or uh, even that we should think of it as the enemy. What it does mean is that we have to get uh, get uh, our personal philosophy about art straightened out. And if we don't, we will lose control. The first mistake we've made is the la- is to use language that treats AI as if it were a rival artist. Like, will, will AI replace artists is a common headline. It cannot. It is a machine. It is a tool. That's it. It doesn't so, even know that it's making what it's doing. Exactly. It <laughs> uh, just spin out a bunch of numbers. <laughs> it's a number hose. Uh, until it's awake and can have opinions of its own, it is simply a tool, and we should only ever talk about it in those terms. A tool that a tool is something we use. It can't do anything by itself. But if we give into this idea that we have to fight it from taking our jobs and replacing us, the subtext is that it outarts us, that it beats us, and this is a complete impossibility. But if that's the perception, it can become the functional reality because. 
the people who will uh, take control of the output will not be artists. Uh, they'll be middle managers. If we give up on it as an art, it'll be done by by schedule managers. They'll press a button and put up whatever okay. the fucking thing spits out. The let's see uh, if we uh, if we don't if we don't admit we're in control, we give up control. This will destroy the perception of both art and artists, and this actually hurts future artists because I've worked in video games and big budget films for 25 years. And I've sat in many warehouses filled with hundreds of young, very talented artists being managed by people who had no respect for their skills whatsoever. This started with uh, the advent of digital art, which if no one remembers was also called an art destroyer. And I've personally fought with members of my own family who have told me that my painting in Photoshop wasn't really art. Likewise, I know many 3d sculptors who've been treated as if they were somehow cheating. This created for multiple generations now people who viewed themselves as lesser artists, people who, are in who internalized these opinions into a lack of self-worth and who ended up being abused with 17-hour workdays on pixel farms and shitty superhero movies are managing people like this and passing that abuse on, treating them like they were interchangeable cogs in uh, a machine. This is because we allowed people to convince us that we weren't artists. And outside of tur uh, turning many talented artists into... Uh, and outside of turning many talented artist friends into broke, unemployable alcoholics, it massively contributed to a deadening of inspiration and creative work and the entire field um, just because that became the accepted norm. Pixel monkeys is a long been an, uh, an industry term. Uh, we must regain the idea that the tool is not the artist. For the artist, whatever you're given, you have if you have control over it, if you give anyone uh, uh, like you have control over it. If you give anyone on this thread a piece of driftwood and a beach to scrape, I guarantee you, I guarantee you someone will turn out something great. So if uh, I can't believe that any artist here seriously believes that if we picked a random person out of Walmart and gave them, give both them and me an AI, pro AI program to work with, that we wouldn't turn over, that I wouldn't turn over a more affecting, beautiful image at the end of the day, then you're crazy. This is because artists have uh, because artists have something to say. We are the ones who are in control of the output. If the machine spits out 30 pictures based on our prompt and we don't like any of them, we are the ones who choose not to use them. So we, uh, so we put in our own reference, our own art for it to reference, or we uh, use parts of those images and collage them together and paint over them. And we draw over it our own damn self because we are That's artists. That's cheating. <laughs> uh, or we do whatever the hell we want because we it's not done until we think it means something we're in control of the image and we don't have to turn over the first thing the machine spits out ever we don't have to grab it and say i don't know this is what it made so i guess that's my art we are the ones who make the thing and we're the ones who say uh uh so if you can if you ever imagine uh let's say uh uh so even if you imagine ai as some sort of automatic cut and paste machine if you don't uh if you don't want to call that art it's time to throw out the work of man ray barbara kruger and andy warhol uh because the artist isn't the craft it isn't the technique it isn't the brush you may have trained for 20 years as a master sculptor or you might uh paint a red square on a canvas and put it in a, put it in a frame and call it painterly realism of a pet of a peasant woman in two dimensions real painting of a red square by the way um, that's your call, but either way, the artist is the, uh, the artist is only ever one thing. You, you are the one who says, and everyone else can quite happily fuck off.
Uh, so first off, I know there's loads of terrible garbage being put out by uh, random people on with AI. Have you seen the internet? <laughs> there's loads of terrible shit that's being put out by people on their keyboards too. This is also true of all art. If you've ever been into a bookstore, you know that 99% of what's on the shelves is terrible, but that doesn't mean that they're not writers. Have you been to a motel? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't, <laughs> it's on the walls. <laughs> it doesn't mean that those people aren't writers, and it doesn't mean if you are working on a typewriter that you're putting out trash. These are simply tools. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that we have. It doesn't even mean you have to like the like the art that's being made. But as I've already said, uh, as I've already seen a major difference between random bullshit turned out by kids uh, uh, being turned out by kids and uh, the very focused, consistent, controlled and repeatable style turned out by people who are trying to learn how to use AI, like there is a difference. One is an artist and the other is an idiot. So yes, we should admit that not only are these people artists, but they can also turn in beautiful work. And if we don't like the, and if, and if, we, and if you don't like the, uh, and if you haven't seen anything, you know, uh, that you like yet, then you soon will. And even worse, you won't even know it was done by AI or not. So you're going to have to work it out with yourself uh, whether or not you can trust your own feelings about imagery you see. If you see something beautiful and it moves you and then you later find out it's AI, are you ashamed of yourself for having yes. been moved? Oh, absolutely. Will we do that? People <laughs> absolutely will be do that. Yes. So they now, will. so now onto the legal problems. And yes, I agree that they are real, but I also think that if we stop, uh, if we stop making enemies out of other artists and instead support them and join up with them. We have, uh, we not only have a shot of controlling how this thing evolves, but we might be able to create a situation where people can get paid the way they should. Personally, I think it's uh, a wide net to cast uh, to say that an image sampled from an analysis of thousands of other images is stealing art itself. But it's very reasonable to say that those images input uh, are intrinsic to the process as part of the machine. So, um, And so if you want to say, if someone wants to use my car, I have the right to rent it to them. I can understand that argument at least. I firmly believe um, at very that that we should look that we should look after things like a Spotify style version of this transaction, or we should create uh, or people can create um, uh, 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 where is that we can leverage people's styles to be sellable as brushes are sold to Photoshop artists. So you can, so you can take, I can sell the rights to my work at large, this style and charge you 40 bucks. Then you can go and make stuff in that style. People can make money off of this thing if they wanted to, if they organized like that. Um, but if this does, if uh, uh, then none of this stuff happens uh, unless everybody's on the same side, because if uh, we keep fighting with each other, it's a recipe for steamrolling. So we have to stop fighting other artists and we have to take control of the form. Don't let people talk about it like it's something that can beat you any more than you'd say this paintbrush, this paintbrush is going to take my job. Use the brush or don't use it if you don't want to use the brush, but support the idea that someone who does want to use it can be as much of an artist as the, any tool that you use. We are all artists together and if we act like it, we can turn this into something that emphasizes the value of them as and the conscious human ability to recognize beauty the conscious human ability to recognize meaning in something, which is something that only we can do. A machine can't ever do ever stop worrying about whether these people don't even know what art is being, uh, what art is influencing the, uh, the, the output. Number one, there is a reverse image search in Google. So you can instantly tell whether or not you're copying something, even if you're not using the AI, this is what I do all the time to avoid getting 
sued. <laughs> like if I paint something, I don't want to get sued for it. You run it as a reverse search. Artists should do this. This is how you do good business. The thing people just search. Like this, it it's easy reverse search. You basically give it an image, and it'll tell you if it sees other images that are like it. Yeah. And so if I, if you, if you yeah. like, you know. If he's like, oh, I've seen this image before. Where have I seen it? And then you don't know where it is, and you can reverse search it, and then they're like, oh, it's that thing from that thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because they already do this. Or, in or it's a painting that you don't remember the title of, and you can yeah. re- like, I'm, like I'm influenced by a million things. I mean, like, I might unconsciously copy something just because of something I really like, but then I forgot about. It. And you do, and you should do. It. If you're selling artwork, you should do this. It's good to do this. And it's, yeah. it's certainly it's an easy fucking line of code to add to an AI. Jesus Christ, it's a fucking website. <laughs> and like it should be able to check against its own selection that it's scraped. Like that's the easiest thing in the world. It's still your responsibility to not steal. Like it's the artist's responsibility. So uh, you can't leave that up to a machine. That's a moral choice. That's an ethical choice. So um, uh, let's see. Okay. Because uh, plagiarism is not only a con- is not always a conscious act. Okay. So, but even philosophically, I don't know half of what my influences are. There are artists that I love but there are thousands more whose work I've seen and incorporated into my unconsciousness. And these effects are still pouring through my artwork, even though I don't know who those people are because I experience the world and it's processed through me. And I say, when the fucking thing's done, I highly recommend that people uh, expose them. I uh, uh, expose themselves to as many artists as they can. If only that it will open up your own work to do so, which leads me to my last point. Uh, some of the stuff I've uh, some of the stuff that I've seen posted is crazy inspiring, wild, beautiful material that unearths and evokes styles that I haven't seen played with in a long, long time. The very fact that this novel that the novelty of this tool is exposing millions of people to visions of art that we never would have come across is hugely exciting to me. I can't uh, speak for the world of fine art, but I can definitely talk about concept art. And yes, AI is a major moment of disruption, but it's also a welcome shock to the system because the portfolios I've seen for the past 20 years have become incredibly, brutally dull. Influences have diminished to a common uh, common style that's largely based on the last hit video game or blockbuster film. We've uh, put, built whole franchise, built whole professional schools that churn out people that can only make rep, uh, replications of Iron Man's armor. The part, uh, the so my advice is this: be excited, be open, and embrace this movement and embrace each other's work. Together, we can uh, make this ethical, rewarding, and inspiring change that it can be. We are the ones who say how it's done and when it's done because we are the artists. That's it. That Okay, that's fine. That point is all good. I agree with it. I do want to bring up something else because Eric brought it up today. Uh, not, not, not to diminish everything you said. No, go for it. With a lot of it. Uh, I would like to try to stay uh, fairly uh, uh, neutral on some of these things for obvious reasons. I do – and I also want to be sympathetic to a lot of people for a lot of their feelings. Uh, but I'll just put this out there as again. Eric shared with me a link to from uh, what's the happy, what's its name thing? Huggy face. Huggy face, yes. Uh, there's a guy who did a bunch of AR that he fed through, said it to make it look like a V-Ray render. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. 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 So we make a tool that you pay for. And the AI is copying that tool. Right, right. Should we sue them? 
I mean, I'm not taking the position. I'm not a lawyer at chaos. Right. I don't know anything about this. I'm not anything. I know I work for them, et cetera, but I'm it's not. It's art in the world like, that has been released like, to be influenced by. Are you going to show that to the other people in your company? I already did. And they're like, holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, really? because, a, honestly, it's amazing. if you are a tech company right now and you are saying no to AI, you're not going to be lasting very long. Yeah, I, you're nuts. I'm sorry to say that. You yeah. just, it just doesn't happen, right? You, I'm not saying that you're pro AI. You have to, at the very least, explore all the different ways it's going to change your technology and change your industry and how you want to be part of that or not part of it. You know, whatever it is, you yeah. have to say, you can't say, no, we won't be using, you know, it's like, it's like telling you, it's like, nope, nope, nope. We're only going to make our program work on a 386 computer and we're never going to embrace the next Pentium processor. You'll be out of business or, and it's going to happen. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is how it works. That is how it, it just works. does not make any sense. It's like, cause Pentiums are evil. Yeah. Like you no. can't, you cannot steer the boat unless you're on the boat. You can't change the tracks on the train. You can't do like you got to get it on the fucking. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't not make any sense. Right. And and you know while while you you may let's just use Adobe as an example, right? They have gone all in on AI, not necessarily prompt AI, the what people are upset about, but I can guarantee you that they know exactly where they're freaking going with that. Oh yeah, right? they've like that, there is something that they put up, which is like an automatic automated comic book generator. And I saw right. the video on it and they put it up months ago. That's yeah. suspiciously not available right now. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, eh, because they know where it's going and they're designing for that. They, outcome. they, they embrace say, so their AI is called Sunset, mm -hmm. right? And Sunset is very important. It's on content to wear everything. <laughs> Right. And that's what it does. And it does it. And, and also let's not be remember that they also, one of the other big fields that's going to be hugely affected by this is not concept art, but stock photos. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I Like I know someone who is making stock photos with AI. Yeah. Like, and then selling them like, and it's, it's doing, doing it, turning a good business with it. Like, mm -hmm. why not? Like this, what's, the, what's the big the big one? What's the big one? Um, they actually have a branch they, they bought started. Turbo Squid. They bought Turbo Squid, right? right. They they basically made a made, uh, Shutterstock. Thank you, right. Shutterstock. They actually made a uh, uh, an agreement with Stable Diffusion, so that they will one train an AI on this to make on shit to make yes. it there. And here's their deal. They will pay the, uh, they'll be trained on their own stock images. Right. Right. And they will quote unquote pay the artists that have been used by the AI, like how much influence they had on the image. This is, yes, this is what I was to saying. To do that. That's this their, now that's what they're saying. That's a good model. Well. Like this, this we is don't know how like, honest it is. Come on, it's sure. like the Spotify problem, right? But like, like, like <laughs> sure, absolutely. But the thing is, like, what you want to build it, like, Spotify. you want to build it the way that like SAG works, like because there's Tom, because Tom Cruise is part of SAG, yeah. right? That provides the leverage to protect people that are not famous, right? So you have famous artists with notable styles who are alive today and active. If they make a deal with Shutterstock or Getty or whatever it is, and they can say like, okay, like. Uh, if someone makes something that is very close to one of my works and in my style, I can sue them, which you can do anyway, right? right. 
I will sue them. But if they go through Getty and they buy for uh, a negotiated price the usage of my um, reference so that they can make something that looks like my work, right? First of all, I'm going to be credited in your fucking movie. Second of all, you're going to pay me this much money, right? And it's going to be a reasonable amount of money because this is a reasonable outcome. It's something you're buying that's valuable. Like right. this, and like, and if you do that, like big names do this through Getty or whatever it is, then all the other artists who supply art to Getty and saying, please sample from my art, right? Like they are all, uh, their names are attached to all those things and they can build themselves up into being that kind of paid artist. Like initially it's like you're getting, you know, like a cent a ping or whatever is or less, but the more famous you get, the more of a price you accrue. And you can leverage uh, you can uh, le leverage that against other people, like that's a perfectly reasonable business model. Yep. And if you don't, and if you don't like, and so if you don't want to be optioned into it, like people won't steal from Mike. Like Mike Mignola, I was bringing up a very definable quantum quick saw. Like Mike Mignola will sue you if you do something that's like that is exactly like his work. But if Mike Mignola sold his sold his st style to Getty, then you can go make your own Mike Mignola comic book, and you're paying a a, a licensing fee sounds right. good and you also have a connection to you know whatever shutterstock through photoshop and then you can make whatever the fuck you want of normal generated scrapable images that are all rights free and everybody's happy i i'm yeah i i don't i don't i don't know how to tell you that information there's a lot more to discuss uh but i am going to uh round the corner on this Hit it. Uh, and, and, uh, express a uh, couple things I want to make sure people know about. If you have stayed with us for the full three hours, <laughs> you know that we Good only rest. talked about, uh, in the, the mood for love for about an hour and a half, but we covered a lot of great stuff in there. Um, and I'm very excited about it. I want to make a couple things. First of all, this technically speaking, if this audio podcast comes out, this is probably our first podcast of 2023. So yes. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, uh, even though we recorded this in uh, mid-December. Uh, the, so uh, the AI world may have completely blown up by then. So hopefully uh, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. So that's the first thing. The other thing I want to make sure people know about, um, as of this recording, uh, the uh, uh, Jurassic Punk uh, documentary is out. Terrific movie. Terrific. So it's a great movie. Um, and it's actually got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is amazing. It also hits, uh, exactly what we're talking about with it art. It does. 100%. It does. Absolutely. And about like corporate trying to take control of your art. Yes. Exactly. And of your expression. And, and about living through a time of major technological change and, and how that can affect you in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. So, uh, Spaz is an incredible person. Uh, and I actually think that, um, uh, it's 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 a great documentary and yeah. and and Scott should be uh, definitely proud of that. Yeah, um, in, fa and in fact, uh, uh, I I believe that uh, one of our listeners worked on this film and uh, and I will I will I, I will double check this. Worked on the documentary of this. Worked film? on the documentary. Okay. And so I will uh, I will make sure uh, I would I would like to I would very much like to credit him. Uh, but I will, I will check to make sure what what is what his position was first, and we'll mention that next time. Anyway, if you happen to be listening, sir. Great fucking work. Yeah. So it's a really good thing. And I really want to recommend it because, uh, it is an important, it is an incredibly important part in our film history. And, uh, and Steve Williams, uh, who is known as Spaz is, uh, uh, 
just an, a very important character. And, and his world was, you know, turned around through the process of that. However, he also turned around all of our worlds at the mm-hmm. same time. And I appreciate everything that, that, that Steve did. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and <laughs> it's funny because, uh, Jason says like, what about NFTs? I was like, Oh my God, NFTs, it's such small potatoes compared to this. This AI is stuff right now. so much more of an explosive. It's like NFTs are dynamite. And this fucking thing is like, C4. <laughs> yeah. Like this is way, where it's at right now. way bigger. Like it is way, uh, but it, what I was actually, I was joking. Actually, I was joking about creating an AI system. Check this out. Creating an AI system that looks at the top NFTs <laughs> makes NFTs as an AI of the top NFTs. <laughs> so starts an entire campaign idea. as an AI <laughs> yes. of the NFTs oh, God. sells itself where no one actually sees anything. No one's except for the buyer buying it. Right. There's no curation happening. It is entirely done by AI. <laughs> oh my God. You, it's like you're, you're a Marxist. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Break, break the system. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. It. I love I, it. And, and just, you know, just sell a whole bunch of yeah. If you look at it, it'll just if if you ask an AI to make an NFT uh, NFT based on what's popular right now, it just be a bunch of freaking Trump and Elon Musk's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, all it would be. But yeah, yeah still, I, I I do wish I do think it's interesting to point out that this 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 uh, this technology it hit art first, and when I thought it was going to hit art last, it's coming for us all. So oh, it's a more way more get get that. yourself ready. <laughs> everything everything's gonna get disrupted yeah, yeah get yourself right. everything get, stri- get straight with yourself because it's things coming are gonna for change. teaching it's yeah. coming for it's everything. coming for everything writing websites right there yeah coding oh, yeah. coding's already been eaten it's already Car- coding actually it was interesting vlado actually was had this point is like well from now on i'm never sending anyone home to do a coding exercise. Yeah, you got to code from my goddamn office. eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with no internet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I also, I do want to encourage, just like with my friend who I wrote that uh, manifesto for, uh, it is complete, even whether you're angry one side or the other, if you, if you are, if you just listen to other people talking, you will end up not yelling. So please talk to people and talk to people you disagree I with. I think conversations and find a way to... Th- through this together that is what we must do yeah and and there's two ways to do that uh the first thing is to not yell and the second is to listen <laughs> yes 100 percent. we'll get when there you're listening, we will get the, there. the point of listening is not to find the points that you disagree with and turn that around it's but to, to say consider what they have said consider what they have actually <laughs> said yes that's, yeah that's it and if I say, if I ask you a question, you don't say, so you're pro AI. That's not, the, that's not a conversation. If, if you, if you find yeah. that your mind has been changed, maybe that's good. <laughs> and I am totally willing to change my mind. Exactly. As well. dude. Exactly. exactly. I, that's the point of, of being exposed to. That's the idea. These things. Okay. So, uh, I think that, you know, 2023, I'm going to consider exposing people to things that may be harder to watch. Amen, man. Yeah, right. we should. I think so, we should do an episode which we we the three of us each pick something that's tough and talk yeah. about it. I think that happiness, really blazing happiness. saddles. Yes. 
Oh, I got some good ones. I got some good ones. I'll come loaded for bear on that one. It's going to be something. I haven't seen the pillow book in a long time. I was like, I, just, I wonder if that's that. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. It's got some, it's got some spicy material in there. Yeah, there's a lot of full frontal frail, male nudity in that one. It's got Ewan McGregor. He has to, like, you have to pay him not to be fully frontal. <laughs> <laughs> That's in his right. Oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, Obi-Wan Tanubi. Pa- pa- pants Extra. That's, that's what he's called. <laughs> pants are extra. <laughs> you pay more for the pants. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. All right. Uh, I'm off to see Avatar. Part two. Yeah, so. I love it. All right, so are you guys ready? Let's yeah. do it. All right, drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.